Hey guys, it's Steven. Welcome to another edition of the Deep Fried Nerds Podcast. Did you really think you were going to get rid of us that easily? No, sir. No. We are back, and we have a lot more to talk about. We actually have two weeks of shit to talk about, so get ready for it. Um, A couple things I wanted to say before we get started. Thank you so much to everyone who's been listening so far. Uh, We really, really appreciate it. You know, we just do this for shits and giggles, but I like to see, you know, all the people that listen to us and just, you know, give us feedback about our stupidity. So thank you guys so much for listening. Um, Also, we are pretty vulgar with our language and stuff, so if you're just starting to listen, if you're just starting to get into this, please be aware that we do love the words fuck, shit, piss, pussy, asshole, cunt bag, and many, many more. Anyway, if any of those words offend you, or uh, if you are easily offended by a difference of opinion, please take this time to find another podcast to listen to. No harm, no foul. I am ready to get this thing started. I'm just waiting for Mike to show up so we can uh, get this thing rolling. But again, thank you guys so much for listening. Let's start the show. Hey, everybody. What up, yo? We are back. Yet another episode, trying to keep it consistent. But, you know, Father's Day gets in the way and kind of fucks shit up for us. And whiskey. And whiskey. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Let's dive right into it, man. Let's do it. Let's get started. um, First of all, rest in in peace, Vinnie Paul, uh, Pantera, and hell yeah, drummer. God damn, man. Like, I was looking at videos of him uh, a couple days ago. Um, or when he passed away, and I was like, God damn, that dude is talented. And he was young, too. Yeah, he was, what, like 56 or something like that? 56, 57, something like that, yeah. Yeah. How old was Dimebag when Dimebag died? Well, he was shot. Yeah, he was shot shot on stage, like in the middle of a performance. Yeah, in the middle of a performance, so still... Probably the contender for best concert ever. Is it the most, that's the most metal death in the fucking <laughs> that, world. Yeah, that's if you ever <laughs> if you're ever metalhead and you wanted to go out in a very very special way, that would probably be it right there. Oh, yeah. um, but uh, he was like fifty six, fifty seven. I think his bro- his brother was younger than him, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so like ten tenish years. Yeah, but goddamn, rest in peace, Vinny Vinny Paul, and uh, I I hope. You know, whatever happened to you, brother, I hope, you know, you find peace. Much love. Um, but uh, next topic of discussion. Chadwick Boseman, Mr. Black Panther himself, dedicated his MTV Movie Award to the Waffle House hero. Which subjectively, I think, is the worst superhero name slash uh, <laughs> worst thing to be known for. Like, I'm the Waffle House hero, baby. <laughs> you know, Waffle would make a good sidekick name. A sidekick name, yes. I'll give you that. Waffle, Waffle Boy. Here, Waffle Boy. Waffle, Waffle Boy. Uh, Waffle House hero. Oh, God, yeah, that's just a <laughs> fucked up name. But um, he gave, he gave, he dedicated it to him. And I think he even walked on stage, if I'm not mistaken. But um, I saw that on the on my news crawl, and I was like, MTV Movie Awards is still a fucking thing? You know, like, I kind of thought that, too, because a couple of days beforehand, I was getting some articles about, like, nominees and shit like that. It, it's still a thing. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Country Music Awards. Like, they do it every six months, and you're just like, really? Again? Like, 
<laughs> what the fuck is the you point? Know, part one and part two. Good God, that's fucking awful. <laughs> um, also, we wanted to talk about a very sensitive subject. Um, please. This is like just the tip kind of sensitive. <laughs> um, please know that we are not fucking serious. We're just joking around and shit. But Chris Hardwick, man, what happened to him? Um, all I'm going to say about the matter is I'm going to wait to make my judgment until I've heard everything, everything. As of right now, I, I can't say that I have an opinion, honestly, because if I, if I told you what I really thought about it, I can guarantee you that I would have hate mail and I would have all these people (laughs) like telling me like, you need to do this and you need to, no. So I'm going to reserve my judgment until I've heard all of it, and then we'll go from there. I have less TV to watch now, so I think that's good. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not entirely sure. It seems convenient oh, to God. me. Just saying. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. Less, less, less DVRing on my non-existent DVR. Well, uh, off of Chris Hardwick, we're going to go into The Walking Dead, man, and Fear the Walking Dead. Yeah, I feel like that's another. That kind of goes to another nail. Yeah, like, I if you can find a line somewhere, maybe like an overseas um, sports book or something, you might be able to find an entertainment wager, something about like, is this going to be the final season or not? I haven't looked for it, but I could make a strong guess that might be out there somewhere. Because I would put my money on that shit. Yeah, <coughs> I think it's over. I, I think. Well, I, I mean, just from what I understand, they're bringing back fucking Shane. How? Didn't Shane got shot like twice? Shane was stabbed and then shot in the face as a walker. So what I'm guessing is they're probably going to bring him back in like a flashback or something like that since it's Andrew Lincoln's last season and he's probably going to die. And, you know, so they're probably just going to bring him in to like torment Rick a little bit more. But I really think they're going to, they jump the shark. I really do. Yeah, because I mean... Look, the whole premise of the comic when it started was this is going to be the chronicle of a man surviving or not surviving the zombie apocalypse. Basically, the whole idea is it goes on until he dies. So right. that was like a little principle. I mean, she's still going. It's just like, I don't know. It just seems like it's something you could save. So I don't know if this was like an internal contract dispute or what the fuck happened. Just, it's an odd move. Again, that we know it and all that. It's just, it's just weird. And it seems know, like a clearance sale and shit starts getting real cheap. You're like, what the fuck? Yeah. That's what it kind of feels like. And and um, Fear the Walking Dead, for me, it's unwatchable. Madison is dead. Spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen it yet, but Madison is dead. And, you know, the idea that Lenny James Morgan can carry on the Fear the Walking Dead, I don't think he can do it. Just like I don't think... Morgan is on the Fear the Walking Dead? Yeah. You, oh, you haven't seen it? I haven't him? actually seen it. Good God, man. What have you been doing with your life? Uh... Don't answer that. It's not the best of things. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's on he's on Fear of the Walking Dead um, at the How season. The fuck does okay. So at the season finale of of Walking Dead, Morgan starts walking till he gets to Texas, where he meets up with the cast of Fear of the Walking Dead, and he's now the showrunner for that show. So we're on parallel timelines now. 
I that again. I have no idea. What the and, fuck? I thought the whole idea was like Fear of the Walking Dead. This was happened like all before. Right. I guess they kept going with it. So I guess it finally caught up with where Rick and all of them well, that's are. That's fucking convenient. And then now, <laughs> now they announced that the that the premiere of Walking Dead is going to have a huge time jump, probably a couple years in the future, which doesn't make any type of sense to me. Which kind of leads me to, like, I think this is probably going to be the last season I watch it. Which is so sad for me, because I've devoted so much of my life to that this show. This is true. Like, it was, for a while there, for a couple of years, I was like, a, I was like, time spots, rushing in place, at a big old ceremony, a few of us would, like, watch it at the same time. Yeah. Got motionless shit. I mean, and I have Negan's drifted, back. Again, up it, you do. This beautiful replica sitting right here in the corner of uh, headquarters. Yes. <clears throat> But, yeah, like, I religiously followed the show. Up and, again, up until last season, and it wasn't even that I did it on purpose. I just accidentally didn't watch it. <laughs> and I feel that now, somehow, I've been cursed, and, like, this is coming back to me, not the show's going away forever, <laughs> because me, individually, did not watch the show. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. I don't this know. is all your goddamn fault. Pretty much. Pretty yeah. much. So, uh, hashtag Mike Killed the Walking Dead. Oh, God. <laughs> um, Kevin Smith's Comic Book Men show has been canceled. I think after six or seven seasons, man, that's and it's shitty it's a because it's run, but yeah, I I I really like the show. I really liked it because it dove into like toys and comics and stuff that you know you forgot about as like a kid, and it had like special guests on there, and I'm, I I really liked that show, and to see that it you know they just up and canceled it out of nowhere, it, it was just kind of shocking to me well, it always seemed like the time slot it had was a really fucking tough one because it was always after whatever their prime time stuff was like, like midnight yeah, it was this something like midnight or like 11 on the early cast or some shit like that and i always figured that was gonna be hard and it was kind of surprising it kept going i really thought maybe you know after the first season or two that might have been it but it kept going and so i figured it did it has to have a strong following but i know i did enjoy the episodes i watched but i didn't watch very many of them again mostly because i didn't so make it through the first one or it was too late yeah, I don't know, but that is that is pretty sad. And you know what? You know what? I think AMC has a problem with dudes who had heart attacks. Maybe they do. Maybe they do, yeah. They're prejudic- prejudiced they against cardiac-impaired uh, people. This is medical discrimination, people. <laughs> and I want you to let them know that, okay? <laughs> Hashtag AMC discriminates. <laughs> Let's not start that hashtag for the love of God. Um, so I heard something very interesting today. What did you hear? Um, I heard Mr. David Lynch. He's the creator of the show Twin Peaks. Yes. Um, he says that Trump could go down as the greatest president of all time. Now, me being the objective person that I am, I kind of <laughs> I, I clicked on it. I was like, okay, I'm going to hear him out. He made Twin Peaks. He gets he gets a click from it. All right, so loyalty click. He said, and I quote: "He said no one can combat him intelligently. That's not a fucking good thing, you stupid motherfucker. Like if no one can combat him or talk to him <laughs> rationally or intelligently, that is not something to look up to a person <laughs> for. That is." It's, oh my god. That is a good marketing twist. It is. It's this a, is not incorrect. That's like because saying you can't do it. 
That's like saying, like, no one can combat with this toddler uh, to take a bath intelligently. Like, yeah, of course, he's a fucking toddler, and he's not supposed to combat intelligently. He's a fucking toddler. He doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. <laughs> Just as Trump doesn't know what the fuck he is doing. And then, he's... <laughs> oh, my God. So, he followed that up, that little gem, with... He's getting things done. Getting things done that Democrats could never do, such as immigration. Yeah, he reversed the policy that he put into place. Yeah, that's also some clever wordplay there because they're doing different things. They have different political goals and seek different pieces <laughs> of legislation. So yes, of course, you are not incorrect. He is doing things Democrats would not do because. That's not their policy agenda. Yeah. And he <laughs> These put are the things a lot of people wouldn't do. Yeah. <laughs> They're not necessarily good things either. Yeah. So I saw that and I just, like, I, I had to cringe. I was like, ah, yeah. Although here's the thing. He, where he's coming from, I guess he sees things happening as being monumental enough. And I have to say some monumental shit actually has happened the past couple of years. But there is a case to be made that he could change his legacy with just a couple key pieces of legislation. A couple oh, things. Okay. And I thought this from the beginning. I always thought, you know, it's a 50-50 shot. Well, you know, percentages start slipping as the years go on. But if he gets two things done, basically, if he can manage to pass a giant infrastructure uh, overall bill, or get that through, as well as uh, federal decriminalization of marijuana, just those two things alone could pretty much change the way we look at his presidency again, like 10, 20 years from now. Yeah. Because those would be fucking giant. And you can look back, and in the history book, it's going to say, boy, billion dollar, new, like a new highway system was built. Or, yeah, again, this was the year we finally ended a fucking war on drugs. Like, those two things themselves erase every shit. All the things people are pissed off about will fizzle out over time, but those two things would stick. And then you could look back and say, he did some significant shit as far as the 20th century goes. Yeah. That's a really fucking interesting point to make. It's like a couple really good things could easily change the narrative about a whole history of other shit. It'd be fucking weird because, like, that's a weird thought to have to think that one day I might actually <laughs> admire this guy. Because, <laughs> well, I mean, well, we had the same thing about George W. Bush. We thought he was a fucking dildo for the <laughs> longest time. Yeah. And we're just like, think, he's a fucking idiot. He's going to get us killed. I think we blew our wad on that one a little. Yeah, but she would think like you know we, we thought we had, we thought we had established parameters, yeah. <laughs> and this guy comes in just fucking jacking off all over the place. Oh my god, I, it, it makes fucking sense, man. <laughs> it makes fucking sense. Sort of, kind of, not really, <laughs> but all right. Um, and so uh, something that that I wanted to discuss, which I thought was kind of funny, I tried to uh, text you on Sunday to go see this movie Tag. Yes. Because it is fucking hysterical. It is just... Like, I didn't think it was going to be as good as it was, but it was fucking hysterical. I I swear to God, I haven't laughed that hard since Deadpool. Deadpool nice. 1. I haven't laughed this hard at a movie. Like, I was crying, dude. It was fucking hysterical. I did see Hannibal Burris was in it, and that did make yes. me really, really want to see it. He, he is <laughs> excellent in it. John Hamm is in it. Uh, the guy from New Girl, um, I, for, I forgot, but his name is Chili in there. Uh, 
and um, it, it, it was just, oh my God, it was amazing. So I text you on Sunday, and I was like, hey, do you want to go see this movie? And you didn't get back to me. I said, oh, there's a 1.30 showing. And that's a, that's, a little, uh, that's a little early. And then there's a 5 o'clock showing, which is a little late because we wanted to record our podcast like at 5.30. And you didn't get back to me until like 3.45, it I was, think. <laughs> it, was, it was a long night, man. Oh, my God. But an educational night. I, I learned I learned some shit about some whiskeys. Oh, it's pretty fucking nice. Okay, it's a nice spot down here in, yeah. in Tucson. It's pretty yeah. sweet little whiskey bar. It's, it's a good time. Follow that up with a couple gin and gingers to cap off the night, and the rest is me waking up on my couch <laughs> at three forty-five. <laughs> yeah, something like that. And the dogs wanting to come back in because I fell asleep at about that kind of thing. Good lord, that man! Was, uh, I had to get some sleep, you know. <laughs> but uh... it helped the phone died. But yes, I do. I do want to see that movie with you because it's a very much like a buddy kind of movie. Yes, I am down. So we need to go see a movie, and next podcast we'll we'll talk about that for sure. We shall. But I did want to tell that story because I thought it was fucking hilarious. Nice. Uh, what other movies have we seen? You saw Incredibles. I did. You know what? I saw Incredibles on the technical release day. There probably was like a midnight show. I wasn't going to go to do that. Okay. But I found myself the servant of the state I am. <laughs> Waking up at about 9 a.m. <laughs> and not having anywhere I had to actually be. Places I should be. But I didn't actually legally have to be. So I was like, what could I do? Well, we could start hard now. <laughs> Just or, <going> hard. <laughs> or try to be slightly productive, you know. Do things for, you know, our job right here. Okay. And I went and I watched The Incredibles. I was actually having a debate, and it really came down with the showing was. I was either going to watch that or Superfly, which I do intend to still watch. I still want to watch that, too. I want to watch Superfly before it takes it out of theaters. So look for it. Maybe we'll have a review on that next week. But I was looking at the time. It was like 11.55 or 9.30. I'm like, it's either now or it ain't happening. <laughs> so I go to the theater. Nice little spot right there by myself in my recliner, which I'm starting to get used to now. This is like kind of a routine at this point. Like okay. I'm, to find like the, I'm trying to figure out the best spots in the theater for like solo viewing. Mm-hmm. Point in case, go to watch it. The movie starts off right where the last one ended. Yeah. And so like the timeline's pretty much the same. Everybody looks about the same. They kept the animation very similar to like weird drastic changes or anything. And it was really fucking good. Like, I enjoyed it. Like, it was one of those movies that, like, constantly throughout the movie, I just found myself, like, smiling, like, snickering at, like, little jokes and shit like that. Nice. Like, it, it was a fun movie. I could easily see how this is one of those movies you are like, okay, I gotta take the kids to a movie. Let's go watch that one. Because <laughs> that one wasn't bad, like, what, 12 years ago? I think when the first one came uh, out? 12 years, yeah. Yeah. So I'm also surprised that it was, it managed to hold up. It felt like, you know, it didn't feel like this was an old movie you're taking back out. Like, it was good. They didn't, like, make it, stash it away for a few years, and then bring it out, and everything seems all out of date. Yeah. It did it. It, it worked out pretty nicely. They even, like, modernized a little bit. You can see, like, using a tablet and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was pretty cool. Uh, Storyline's interesting. Again, overall, the first one was a little more fun. But again, this one's not bad. Focuses a lot on um, sort of, like, the parenting roles of the two, and, like, how they kind of switch. You know, the first one's all about Mr. Incredible. Yeah. So it kind of switches around. It's a lot about, um, what's it, Elastigirl? Elastigirl. Yeah. Yeah. And, oh, it's interesting. It's fun. It's a good time. It's a I good matinee it. movie. <laughs> I, you know, I always feel weird going into those movies, so I have to bring somebody with me because, like, I'm the oldest person in there by, like, I definitely in, thought by, that. like, I like 12 years. Yeah, I was, like, trying to look around. I'm like, okay. All right. That person's probably those are those are kids. I had to take an inventory a little bit. <laughs> Did it help that I was fumbling with where my seat was and shit? I'm like, all right, 
need to come to these things earlier so people want to so or or come and uh, go to the movies like at nine thirty at night or like catch the very last showing I so there's of, no I, kids. That's the other movies that I've seen lately. I've done that where I go like after nine or ten. I think what did it, when I watched Jurassic World. Oh, I believe yeah, Fallen Kingdom. I just watched that. Uh, I believe I caught like a ten thirty showing. God damn. Yeah, which was fucking nice though because I got out at twelve. Got to go home. It was sweet. Snack bar was still open. Got to go <laughs> That's the most important part. Oh, of the movie. I need that damn refill for that six dollars or whatever the fuck that drink costs. <laughs> but that's another one. Jurassic World. You saw that as well. Yeah, I re- I liked it. I have some critiques on it, of course, but I really enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. We were correct though. We were right that uh, uh, Doctor Malcolm was only in that courtroom scene. That was it. And they milked the shit out of it, too. It's like, it wasn't yeah. even, it didn't even, like, chronologically just, it was at the beginning, and then they go back to it at the end. Yeah. Which, actually, they did it in a pretty artistic way. Like, you could see where it all lined up, and it's like, ooh, I get you, but you're right, yeah. It was just that quarter. You can't, yeah. you can't pay Jeff Goldblum that much money. No, they no. special effects budgets to pay for, and Chris Pratt. <laughs> I, I was intrigued. I was like, I wonder if they actually get him on the island. Oh, hell Because that would have been amazing to see that him guy, on the island. That guy ain't never touching another dinosaur, ever. No, he's not getting anywhere <laughs> near him. He no basically did this movie two movies ago. Yeah. <laughs> Three movies ago. <laughs> that's right. Oh, that's right. The San Diego one. Um, but I really liked it. I had, I did, however, have some critiques on it. I would have liked to seen more of the island before it blew up. I, I think that it was... It just felt very rush, that part of it. like It's true. I kind of thought that was going to be a majority of the movie. Yeah. I, I, thought, didn't, I didn't realize the... The well, in mansion scene was gonna be like a good half of it, yeah. That, that's a great portion of it. Yeah. Um, but, but if you notice from the sky view, when you're pulling away, there's some hilly areas. I bet you there's some fucking dinosaurs who still who survived. Just a few of them. Well, we know Blue survived, Blue is out there. Oh, well, no, once they get to the U.S., they're they're running around and shit. I'm talking about the ones on the island. There was some like hill space that wasn't technically hit by the oh, lava. That's right, that's so, right. Like, yeah. There could probably be some dinosaurs that still kick around. This brings up a sore point, which I'm still in the middle of researching and get to finish. Oh, but God. Remember how there's two islands? Uh, Isla Sorna and Isla Nubar. Yeah, yes. Nubar is the one that's in this movie. Yes. The one that was in the last movie. The one that was in the first movie. Mm-hmm. La Nubar is, uh, that, that's is Site the B. The, the other one is Site B. That's the one that's in uh, the second and third movies. Yes. fuck's going on with that place, man? Well, um... I don't know, because they don't even touch on it. Yeah. E- even in the new one. They don't touch on it. They don't say anything about it. Well, because they keep talking, like, there's a whole, like, Save the Dinosaur campaign and shit. Yeah. But they never mention that second island. Which makes you think, it, you know, maybe there's something going on in there. Fucking Dr. Wu, man. Yeah, dude, Dr. Wu has made, like... Uh, like, I'm gonna go back and watch the first one again and just be like, I know what the fuck you do 20 years from now. <laughs> yes. But he's made, like, a weird character turn. Because, I mean, you don't even... And I guess this is a recent decision. Because in Jurassic World, he kind of turns into a little bit more of a nefarious, kind of, like, egomaniac kind of guy. First one, I just, you know, a geneticist, you know? Turns out, though, I did delve a little bit into it. And he had, like, a rivalry going on where they were going to get hired. And his technique gets picked to make the dinosaurs with the frog DNA because it's cheaper and quicker. Yeah. Over, like, this other bitter bitter scientist who I think is the one that engineers that giant-ass dinosaur in the third Mm -hmm. one. Some shit like that. But, yeah, Dr. Wu apparently, even, like, in the novel and shit, was already kind of doing some, like, tricky things. This Velociraptor hybrid scared the 
fucking shit out of me, dude. The Indioraptor. I am a 30-year-old man, (laughs) and I had a fucking nightmare about this thing. Like, I am not (laughs) shitting you. Like, that thing scared the fuck out of me. Like, it it was... Like, I thought the Indominus Rex was bad... This one takes the fucking cake. It was... Uh, it, I was kind of thinking... I was batting this back and forth in my head. I'm like, hmm, okay, I get it. You got a little, went a little smaller, a little more sleek, a little more raptory. Mm-hmm. I get it, more fishing. But I'm wondering, what if those two met up? Are they just fucking fought? Do you think that thing could have taken the Indominus Rex? No. I don't I, think so either. I think what I, it is is one of those... It can kill pretty much anything... But there are just a couple, like I think the T-Rex yeah. did some work on this thing because it's just a little too small, whereas the Indominus Rex was big enough to where it could fuck up the T-Rex. Yes. And so I think it's just one of those situations they were just going for like a little bit more sleek, like way more deadly to humans and everything else. Just Smaller and faster. Pretty much is yeah. what it was. But I was looking, I was like, that's a big-ass fucking raptor because you see the two mm-hmm. fight and you're like, damn, he's going to kill Blue. Mm-hmm. Really felt for Blue in this one, by the way. Yeah. I... The betrayal <laughs> Oh, God, that was one of the best fucking scenes of the movie. Oh, the my fucking God. dinosaur gets betrayed and like just decides to pounce on that dude all tranked out. I, um, oh my god, I did cry a couple times in the movie, uh, when the dinosaurs jumped off of the cliff into the water, and you can see the little triceratops, he's like, ah, oh, I, can't drown, I can't swim, I'm it's too like, dense. No! Yeah, that was pretty sad. And then, and you see the fucking brontosaurus, like, yes! burning and lava and shit. Yes, you see, you see him on the dock, and you're go like, water, ah! go in the water, homie. Go in the water. It's probably only like six feet. Just jump in. Just go. Like, just walk in the water. Wait for the lava to cool off. Go back. Eat those trees. They're like, come on. Oh, my I God. I felt bad for that guy. I really did. But it, overall, it was a good movie. Um, I saw a bunch of people online who were saying like, oh, it's totally not believable. But, you the know. The fucking dinosaurs. Yeah. <laughs> the whole premise <laughs> the is whole not premise believable. The whole premise is not believable. We're, we're starting <laughs> at that. You have to accept that fact or else what the fuck are you doing? What's this not a goddamn nature documentary? <laughs> this is Jurassic Park. Jeez. It was made in 93. None of this was even conceivable. Now we actually have like genetic technology, but back when you first made it and the book was written, mm-hmm. you just had to accept it's just like, fuck it, dinosaurs. Genetics it's like is science fun. fiction. Exactly. You're just it's just like fun. Some stuff you just gotta like roll with it. This is true. That being said. Oh, God. Fuck that clown. Fuck the clown? <laughs> Fuck the clown. Oh, the little kid? Fuck that little kid. Really? Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> you, know what, you know what's going on now? There's going to be wild dinosaurs out in the world. I mean, granted, it gives me more movies, but still. Fuck that kid. That was a terrible ecological decision. <laughs> you you, you endang- did not think that you through, endangered eco- <laughs> You endangered the ecosystem populations Everything. Everything Everyone. from the trees to the animals to the people there. Everybody in California at this point is now threatened by these dinosaurs. Because you feel that you're bonding with these things because they're also technically clones. I'm like, I did, I did. I don't know, man. That was just a very unwise decision. I did think about that. Like, at the end of the movie when Blue walks away and, like, goes into the forest. And I was like, oh, he's going away. Wait, that's a fucking killing machine that's yes, headed towards that the city. Yes, that's a raptor who walks up to a neighborhood starts clicking and growling. Dude, he's gonna kill the mailman. <laughs> I'm just telling you, that's that was that was not a not smart move. Not a smart and like the thing was, they were about to do it right, and then she's yeah. like, "I can't do it." I'm like, "Okay, good," because you're you're edging on on the fanaticism. It was edging a little too far because we can't have dinosaurs. Doctor Malcolm was right. It was a mistake to begin yes. with. When and it's only going to get worse. <laughs> when the fuck will we learn, people? Right, exactly. So I was like, okay, no, they're going to let him die. Yeah. And then it opens. Kid, man. <laughs> I don't know. That little kid caused a lot of unnecessary stress. 
Oh, well. The, indo- <laughs> the Indoraptor. Of course, then again, the Indoraptor couldn't kill a little girl. Mm. That, yeah. She did some dumb things, though, like going up into the room and keeping the lights on. You turn the lights off. Yeah. Yeah. And anyway. why, why would you think getting under the blankets would help you? Yeah, at least get, like, under the bed so they can't see your shape. <laughs> I don't know, man. Again, I'm starting, I'm turning pretty hard on that character. I'm not liking it. <laughs> not liking it. Boycotting it? Uh, ooh. Uh, maybe some boycotting coming on. So the next thing that I want to talk about is Disney put down their fat dick and bought Fox for $71 billion. $71 billion. Now, this comes on the heels <laughs> of uh, Comcast. They tried to get from under uh, Disney and buy, buy Fox for $56 billion cash. Disney Cat. said, nope. And Disney's like, fuck you, bitch. Like, <laughs> it's up it. Put it right on the table. $71 billion. And God then, um, so... That's the net worth of a small country. Right? <laughs> um, so, having having done that, Disney has now, has now put all Star Wars spinoffs on hold. So that means the solo story, the, uh, like, like, all the stuff that, you know, that is not... The main like Star Wars because they blew all their cash on this deal. Yeah, because huh. they blew all this money on on this deal, acquiring Fox. So they're gonna be like, oh shit, we're licking our wounds. We're gonna step back for a little why, bit. Why do they need Fox? Because it has Deadpool. Oh, it has yeah. all the DC <sighs> franchise. It has like all this shit. Wait, do they have DC franchises? Yeah. Oh shit. So that means we might actually get a decent DC film. Or they could just not be made for a while. That'd be nice. Just, let's just not make those for a while. Yeah, <laughs> regroup a little bit. Come up with a just, good storyline. Just show up on the the set of uh, set of uh, Justice League. You, 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 you. Fuck off. You're all fired. <laughs> Although that does make me sad. Now we're not going to get a Lando movie. <laughs> well, we will, but it'll be a little bit longer. Just gotta, wait for, just gotta wait for another Star Wars movie to come out, raking billions of dollars. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> or Infinity War Part Two, or whatever it's called. It's true. That one's gonna just. Bust a nut everywhere. What, what is this this business about a petition to remake The Last Jedi? <laughs> okay, so I saw this online and it was a stupid uh, GoFundMe petition slash um, like movement that these fucking psycho nerds are trying to do. They're trying to get enough money to reshoot uh, The Last Jedi but because uh, Carrie Fisher passed away and they think that they need to redo the whole movie so that um han solo not han solo fucking uh luke died luke survives excuse me and princess leia dies in the last jedi so we don't have to worry about like well how are we gonna fit you know princess leia into this when she's gone and you know how are we gonna do this with cgi and it's gonna look like shit and yeah, it's not getting off the ground. And even the director is like, you're out of your fucking mind if you think I'm going <laughs> to do this shit again. I have a couple problems with that. One, okay, remember when uh, Force Awakens come out? Yes. There was an entire character that wasn't alive it is in that movie. They recreated the character and put him in the movie with a speaking role. Yeah, yeah. They put Carrie Fisher as like a 27-year-old actress in... Uh, da, da, da. The in-between one. Uh, oh, Rogue One. Rogue One, there you go. Yes. Which is actually one of my favorite Star Wars movies. Yeah. 
But anyway. Who's Duncan? Yeah. So they can do that. It, it's kind of easy just at the very beginning, just like make a scene where the ship blows up. Yeah. Although it does feel like they did miss their chance to just kind of let her die right there, like floating out in space. Yeah. Maybe you can like re-edit it where they just chop her out. Yeah. <laughs> but to actually think you're going to raise enough money to reshoot a multi-million dollar movie in anything, not let alone its entirety. And then be segments. accepted by the public, too. Yeah, post it being released. Like, eh, it's just not going to happen. Never going to happen. And the way they'll dress this shit, Disney just wave their magic wand and just change everything. They did it before. They did it with the extended universe. Now it's called Legends, yes. which exists. But for about a decade there, it was technically canon. But the Disney cleaned things up. It's just like, eh, it exists, but it's not canon. We can pull from it, which... They're taking some things from it. Actually, that's one of the sweet things about Rogue One is when they're going through all the files, yeah. they show some different things are from some of these different like Legends universes. So they're slowly introducing like little bits of it in. So it's kind of fucking cool. And I think that's what Disney wants to do. Like kind of go off into those little things. Like we saw the little Easter eggs like when she, Ray... Was it... No. Uh... The Jin, rebel. Jin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, was looking through the files and you see like the Black Saber file. Yeah. And I think that's what they wanted to do, but now it's fucking put on hold because of this goddamn buyout from Fox. So I guess we'll have to see. I guess we'll have to figure out what's going on next. Dude, there are holes, man. There are holes to fall into when you're looking at some of this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I neither have the time nor the patience nor the mental capacity to probably... I'll do it. You may have it, but... Oh, I did. I've been did busy you? this weekend, and I lay half drunk hungover in my bed. <laughs> did you one not, of those Did things, you dream one of any of these? Believe it or not, none of these are original content. This is all established stuff that's been put out for even a couple of years now, some of these things. Really? Like, here's a question. What, what fallen Star Wars hero do you think could possibly be Snopes? Mind you, he's dead now. Yeah. But there was there was an idea going around that there's a popular Star Wars character who was actually him. Who do you Fuck think that I, was? Fuck if I know. Mace Windu. Fuck out of here. There were a bunch of people going around saying that Mace Windu survived the survived the forced lightning throw into Coruscant yeah. and like ends up becoming bitter because one of his whole deals was like he used this like super rare fighting style, which like he technically got like the dark force energy around him and like used it in combat and like his whole deal was like more about balance and force as opposed to like being a hard jedi it, it was interesting like they there's like an hour-long video on this that tries breaking it down and like making the case <clears throat> i can believe he survives that did kind of make sense because there was like a little offshoot of it. it's like yeah he survives but just goes off and becomes a hermit well i mean if fucking darth maul can survive being cut in half anything's right, exactly. impossible but ah, there was other like that was actually the more ridiculous end of the thing. Cause like, how the fuck would he grow? It, it didn't quite <laughs> make sense, but like, eh. and like, it was hilarious. One of the pieces Evan say point to is they're both bald. I'm like, mm. ah, okay, <laughs> yeah, that's a stretch, bro. But <laughs> within that one is another offshoot that says, um, not Ray, uh, Stormtrooper, Finn. Finn, there we go. That Finn is actually like the son of Mace Windu. Shit. And that that might be what accounts for his seeming, like, force awareness. Which, at this point, I would argue, it seems like that's... That that sounds like they're stating that as canon in, like, the subtleties. Mm -hmm. He has some sensitivities to it. Yeah. Because... I would there's think some any... they go back and there's some moments and like they point out it's like it does make it seem like there's he's more significant than maybe the first run through. 
Because it's odd. The way they present the movie, he's kind of cast as like a like the main character at first, and then it gradually shifts to Ray. But, so in the beginning, remember when there's a whole like encounter between him and Solo Jr., and he like looks at him and he's like, what the fuck's going on? And like they mention like this awakening and stuff. Technically, all that happens before we even meet Ray. So like it sounds like the awakening and shit they're talking about is him because he does have like a sudden like, oh fuck, where am I kind of like moment. Yeah. So I don't know. There's, there's, I would say it's probably pretty clear he is force sensitive. I guess he could make sense. Maybe again, if, if Windu I, somehow survived, but I'm like, I don't, I, I don't think we necessarily need it to be Windu. I mean, I, only because just, I mean, I sure, there's only maybe. a few black guys in the Star Wars universe, but there's probably <laughs> another guy who could be his dad, right? Like it doesn't have to be Mace Windu. Maybe it's Lando. That would be, if it's Lando, I mean, because Lando, Lando uh-huh. love scene. <laughs> oh no, I do not want to see Billy Willie. Billy no. D. Williams' ass. I really don't. No, we wore a Clint Eastwood fan. No, God, Jesus, <laughs> fuck, no. Well, I don't know. About that. Um, but I, I, I would think probably Billy D. Williams because Han Solo and um, and Lando both whores amongst true. the galaxy. They are definitely man whores. Spreading their seed galaxy wide. Oh, that's wide. true. You know how many solos there probably are? There's probably a bunch of little solos. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe that little kid on the Vegas planet's a solo. Yeah. It, I mean, maybe we, we have no idea. But I am excited to see what happens on here. You want to hear the craziest one I found so far? Oh, dear God. Hit me, hit me with it. I mentioned this last week. I okay. said I would delve into it a little bit more. The idea that Jar Jar Binks not only could possibly be a Sith, <laughs> but might actually be the <coughs> Dark Lord. The idiot savant. <laughs> he yeah. would be an idiot savant. Like, no. Pretty much. No. Okay, so here's the case. Here's the case. Okay. Here's the idea. They run into this dude. Okay. In the middle of a fucking... This aqua creature, right? In the middle of a fucking forest. Yeah. And all of a sudden, he's like, yeah, I'll take you to this kingdom. And, like, in the process, does, like, one of the craziest uh, forces drums you've seen, he does, like, a quadruple 20-meter axle thing. I don't know what the hell he does. None of the Gungans do that shit. And he does it a couple times in the movie. And so, basically, the idea is there's, like, these key scenes where he just, like, says something that's kind of, kind of dumb and shitty, but at the same time, like, it kind of reflects back. Like, there's these, like, freeze frames where they make it look like you can see that he's, like, waving his hands at, like, weird key moments. Like, sort of like the, the Jedi kind of gesture. And immediately after that, something good kind of happens in his favor. Somebody says something good. Huh. Um, there's... Also, oh, yeah, there's, like, a whole scene in the first one where I can't figure out who sent a fucking message to get tracked. And it cuts to the Sith, and, like, it's, it's being tracked. Jar Jar's kind of talking shit about the Force sometimes. Kind of, like, mocking Quagon behind his really? back a little bit. Um, there's this whole idea that he's he's kind of like when he talks to Anakin, he's constantly like, "Hey, fuck that shit," kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I don't he's know. He's kind of steering him away a little from bit, the like he's kind of just like teaching him like you know, lack of authority or some shit like that. Okay, it's fucking crazy because you know what? <laughs> some of this is really pushing it, but the, you, the more I watched, I was like, eh, maybe. Like, there's this scene where like they show him like moving his lips as like other characters are talking, and he's like mouthing the words. Oh shit! Yeah, and so the idea is like maybe he's making people speak certain things. Like he's kind of facilitating this course of events, and later on he ends up becoming he's chosen to be a senator, mm-hmm. the senator who chooses or who proposes emergency powers for Supreme Chancellor. He's the guy who introduces the legislation on the floor. That's like the and worst job to give. And him, apparently there's like a deleted scene where like after that you see them like walking and talking off afterwards. Which never make it into the, in the movie. 
Huh. I'm going to have to watch. On top of this, if we go back into the ring theory idea that the the first two trilogies uh, mirror each other in odd ways, they go off the idea that there's like a Supreme Master being like the dumb looking thing that ends up being like the strongest thing there is. Yoda is in the classic trilogy. Because again, when you first see Yoda, he fucking seems like he got a senile and shit. And at one point, he just lifts the fucking X-Wings out of the swamp. And the idea is that Lucas intended Jar Jar to be that. And even if it wasn't Sith, be force sensitive or something like that. But the idea is that he got like backlash. People hated on Jar Jar when the first movie came out. Yes, we did. And the idea is he just kind of packed that away. He's like, we're just not going to do that. But I don't know. Again, I, it's it's pretty fucking crazy. And yeah. it's, it, it's kind of thin evidence, but it's interesting to think possibly. Some shady shit could have happened. <laughs> some shady shit. But yeah, there are holes, man. I, I fell hard into some of them. <laughs> it seems like it. <laughs> Um, you saw Luke Cage, though, didn't you? Or you're watching Luke Cage? I am ten episodes deep. I started it yesterday. Damn. Yeah. How is it? Fucking great. Really? <laughs> I love the Luke Cage series. I, I, I had somebody tell me, and, uh, I, I won't say who because, uh, you know, I don't want her to get in trouble or anything like that or get yelled at, but she... <laughs> She literally told me, and and she looked me dead in the eyes as she said it. I said, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna." I watched the first season of Luke Cage. I really liked it, and she looked at me dead in the eyes, and she's like, "I just, I can't get into it." I was like, "Why? Why not? Is it a storyline or what is it? You know?" Because I've heard a couple mixed reviews about it, and she said it's just too black. And I was like, "What?" It's just too, bl- too black. Too <laughs> black. Having, having lead characters not it's, be white is just overwhelming to some yeah, people. <laughs> apparently. And I was just like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. Like, it, like... That's one of the best things about this show. That, yes! <laughs> the music, the fucking like, people. That's, like, it easily hands down. I mean, there's not even a competition for this. It has the best music and soundtrack in all Marvel productions. Easily, fucking hands uh, down. I would say Black Panther is a close second, if not Black better. Black Panther's pretty good, but they're again they're working with one movie in hour thirty, whereas now with Luke Cage we're dealing with two seasons, and they fucking go hard on the second season. The really? first one, there's a few acts that you can see, and there's like extended scenes of them. Mm-hmm. This second one, it's almost every single episode you get to see an act, and they're all like real performers and shit. Like they had really? like uh, I think Stephen Stephen Marley is actually in the show. Really? Yeah, he has a set in there. Um, some badass blues players, like up and comers, fucking in it. Um, it's the music is great. There's a uh, Ghostface Killers in it. No shit. Yeah, again, oh, like they man. go hard on the music on this one. Like Love not it. even just the background soundtrack, which is also fucking great. But like they actually have like live performances and like fucking bravo. Because that was one of the things I, I admired the most about the first the first season is they took the music. And it was part of the story. Like, everything was intertwined. And they just keep that concept and go even further with it, which is fucking great. And I like it. Awesome. Like, there's entire scenes where, like, what you hear is what he's hearing with, like, this headphones in. And then, like, it changes when they come out. Like, it's, it's fucking great. The images they're using. This doesn't really spoil anything. The Biggie painting comes back at some point. Oh, shit. Yeah, I remember how I went hard on that painting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That painting is awesome. It's a, it's a fucking good season. It's nice and dynamic. You see some crazy character development yeah. start going on. It's great. I recommend jumping on that. Again, I'm probably going to be done tonight. i got like two more episodes to go. I haven't even started watching season two um, yet, so I need to get on that. That and Jessica Jones, I haven't even... I've oh, never yeah. even started Jessica Jones. I haven't watched it. You should definitely start it. Jessica Jones... Okay, now it's sort of competing in my head. The first the first season of Jessica Jones and Luke Cage, I was kind of back and forth between which one I liked more, and I was hovering a little bit with Jessica Jones. 
after the second season, which I still like the Jessica Jones second season, I think the first was a little stronger. I don't know. The, the storyline seemed like it could have had a little bit more to it in the second one. So after the second season, I'm probably leaning more on Luke a bit. But again, these are like my two favorite characters in the universe. Also because they have like this little tussle going on between them at the same time. Like, uh, but yeah, it's, Jessica Jones is a good fucking show. It's a health, it has a healthy appreciation of alcohol in that show, and I like it. Yes. It's Rio. <laughs> she's pretty much she's just like a drunk detective. <laughs> From a, what a hot I, drunk detective. <laughs> well, I mean, it, uh, I've seen her in a bunch of stuff, and just there's something about her bitchiness and just the way she looks, just, just it does something to me. Like, just like, <laughs> tell me and I'm an asshole again, babe. Come right? on. You want to kind of like insult you a little bit <laughs> when we spill some whiskey and then like take you to the back and technically assault you, but you're okay with it? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I got a black eye, but it was so fucking hot. Exactly. Something like that. But yeah, that, that's, that's just strong. And again, especially if you haven't seen I say go ahead and start it because that first season, that was really fucking good. And again, they, there's an interplay between Luke Cage and Jessica Jones, so it's I would recommend watching that so you can understand some of that. Didn't Jessica Jones fuck Luke Cage? Yes. Superhero sex. Bravo. Yeah, shit. Bed frames were like breaking. They were putting holes in the wall oh. and shit. It was great. <laughs> yeah, I they had a good time. That. Yeah, but they, they have some heated history and somebody gets shot in the head. Oh. Yeah, you watch and figure out what I'm talking it's about. It's not, not quite a superhero movie without a headshot. Right? <laughs> um, I, you also told me that Joaquin Phoenix is going to make a Joker movie or might be making a Joker movie? Yes, apparently. A new Joker film project has been greenlit. A separate production. They're not scrapping the Jared Leto one. This Please, is a separate I production. I believe it's a different studio. I wish they fucking would, though. And it sounds like the idea is we're just going to have two Joker movies. And they could be trying to do a couple things with this. You're going to have Johnny Cash and fucking the lead singer of 30 Seconds to Mars making Joker. God. You, you can't see You're the- ruining one of the greatest villains and, oh. You can't see Johnny Cash no. putting some makeup on and singing some Joker songs by putting no. his face. I mean, he's a method actor, and I get it. I get that he gets into his parts and stuff like that. Jared Little does the same stupid shit, but I don't see that he has that range. I don't. I you know, just seeing what I saw with Jared Leto, he doesn't have that that range to go that dark as the Joker. Joaquin Phoenix. I've seen him in a shit ton of movies. Everything from Her all the way to Walk the Line and uh, Signs and stuff like that. He does not have that range. I don't think he has that capability to go completely fucking psycho. What if he just goes drunk and fat? Drunk and fat Joker? Who the fuck would want to see that? It'd be new. It would would be new. A new interpretation. Like he's just more apathetic. Just Joker going to AA and shit like that. (laughs) (laughs) Had it all. Had it all. Fucking bat. (laughs) Yeah, what if it's like an artsy, like post, like he's on on, uh, parole and he's like just throwing alcoholism. (laughs) Doing community service, trying to clean up his life. I used to be a terror in this city. (laughs) I gotta clean up fucking graffiti. And it's just like him struggling. And then maybe he snaps at the end and goes like a killing spree. And like we end with him like laughing super dark. And that actually sounds like it could be. Okay. That sounds like a decent story. So if you did that, if you did like his beginnings, like how he became the Joker and how he, oh Jesus, the dog, Um, how he became the Joker and like how he went from 
Kind of like in Fight Club. Remember, remember Fight Club? How he was a nice guy. Oh yeah, he goes through all things like a transformation at the end. He, be, yeah. he ends up becoming his own Tyler Durden. Exactly. So if you did something like that, it would be more interesting to me, I think, and it, it would be more. God damn dog. Um, Wants to be a co-star. <laughs> um, I think it would be. I lost my fucking train of thought. It would be more interesting, anyway. In a it would sense. Be. It'd be a reason to make the movie, because otherwise, if, if you're going to make like a formula, formulaic villain movie, like, eh, why bother? Yeah, yeah. But it's also interesting, because you know what? This really doesn't happen that often, but there are instances where you have two different studios producing movies with like the same characters in it. Yeah. The I think, probably not the last one, but like one of the bigger ones in like history was back when, uh, in the early 80s, there was like a feud between... The guys who made uh, James Bond, mm-hmm. the first three dudes, like the executive producers in the first few movies, there was the third one basically ended up breaking off from them and like had the rights to, um, uh, which movie was it? Thunder. Thunder. It's like the fourth movie. Thunder Down Under? No, it's similar though. <laughs> Thunder Dome? Thunder Thunderball. Thunderball. Yeah, okay. Let's say it's actually one of my favorite ones. Um, he got the, like the rights to it, and like so he remakes a movie, but at the same time the James Bond series is still going. So we get a release where we have two different. We have a uh, Roger Moore, James Bond movie come out. I believe it was Moonraker at the same time. Um, Never say never again. Was it not Never say never again? Um, you only live twice. No, no, no. Because that was also another one. Yeah, I think it was Never say never again. And it's basically the storyline of Thunderball with an old. Sean Connery is James Bond. So the yeah. movies came out at the same time. Mm-hmm. So there were two James Bond movies out with two different James Bond. And one of them technically couldn't have like a chronological like link to the other one. But like you understood it so you didn't really have to. It was fucking weird. It was really weird. <laughs> and they did it. And this guy tried to do it again in the 90s. And he almost got it done in the early 2000s. But I, it just doesn't sound like the most savvy when it comes to making these deals. No. But it, it potentially, I think I think that potential is still, still out there because I believe this dude still owns the rights to to this movie. Really? There was like court battles and shit over it because then like the James Brown property is like, you can't fuck with this. We have like a 20-some movie chronological or chronology going on. And so, I don't know, that, that would be interesting. That was like the one big example I remember. And it was, I mean, that'd be fucking weird. Yeah. yeah. It's it's kind of like if these, these Marvel movies came out with the same characters. Luckily, they're different ones, like the X-Men universe, the Deadpool universe, and like the MCU. But it'd be like going and watching like two Superman movies at the same time. Interesting. Weird, right? Interesting. Yeah, it'd be really weird. So if this goes through and it happens, we're going to have that situation. We're going to go like, I'm going to watch the Joker movie. Which one? <laughs> <laughs> Probably not Jared Leto. Right? And the thing is that they don't he come out. He had a shot. Yeah, if they're both coming out, the studios are basically like, All right, who, do you, who does the public want to keep making this character? And that could be what DC was thinking when they like had the lease go out for both these characters. And they were like, oh, fuck it, let's see what direction they want to go with. Yeah. Um, uh, something near and dear to our hearts, because we love these movies, I think. Yes. Uh, last Friday. Yes. Which I always thought would be the perfect name for the Last Friday movie. It's, yes. It does fit in perfectly. But there's one key thing missing. The smoke, man. No smokey. No smoke. How do you not have smoking in the Last Friday? Um, he found Jesus. Put Chris- that in the damn movie. <laughs> Chris Tucker found Jesus, man. He, yeah, put he wants movie. nothing to do with Hollywood. He wants nothing to do with all of that shit. I want smoking. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start, start a movement. 
Oh my god. Make Chris Tucker. <laughs> make, make, force Chris Tucker to take this job. Confront him everywhere you go. Uh, it's, uh, that's interesting. Because again, in my head, I almost had like this whole storyline worked out. Like they moved back in the neighborhood. It's, it's all old and shit. Smokey rolls up. Maybe he's like coming out of rehab for like the 40th time. Some shit like that. But uh, it would be interesting. I'm it sure would be. It'll still work. I mean, it'll definitely stop a cameo and character calls, but I kind of hope he goes a little bit more towards like that original sort of style than we like. By the third one, it was getting kind of like um, it was big on like individual moments, like being kind of like not glitzy, but like the Cat Williams scenes and mm-hmm. I don't know. Which it seemed, were it's, fucking it, hilarious. They were hilarious, but it seemed like it was like the scenes were framed up, whereas like remember the very first movie was actually like this flowing story of shit going on. I'd kind of like to see it go to like that sort of single camera, like longer interaction kind of thing, as opposed to like just moving from this crazy situation to this crazy situation. But who knows? I mean, at this <laughs> at this point, Ice Cube probably just trying to make some money, so we'll see. Yeah, and it, and it's weird for me because you know I think about the first Friday movie, where Ice Cube and you know, it it was a really great movie because it was just like it was raw. Yeah, you, like felt it. It was like. His life, and he just put it out on yeah, a movie. it was like a gorilla style movie. And now, he's like making fucking kids movies, dude. So I'm like, I'm a little worried, because I'm like, is he gonna make it like really like, oh, this is for, you know, all the people who love Friday, but this is also for the kids, too. A like PG-13 no. Friday movie? Yeah. Which is a bunch of little nine-year-olds getting yelled at by Ice Cube for smoking weed. <laughs> yeah, I, which I guess I, wouldn't be the worst, but the same, I could, I could see that maybe he makes that trend, which I hope he does. I hope he makes this a hard R. Mm-hmm. Makes it fucking again. Just do it. Go back and try getting your roots on. That'd be fucking sweet. Yeah. Either way, I'm gonna watch it. Still gonna watch it. Just make me laugh, Cube. Make me laugh. <laughs> That's all I want from you. Yes. Um. Oh shit, my Spider Man. <laughs> oh. Spider Man Two. We come to it again. Nathan couldn't be here. Couldn't uh, make it. We, I couldn't set it up in time. Uh, he couldn't be here. He's scared. He's fucking running. He's like uh, he's like Floyd May- Mayweather. He's running. He knows. He knows he's gonna get knocked the fuck out. He oh, knows. Sam he Rainey knows. I'm so equipped. I got this. <laughs> I have been doing research since we talked about it last time. So oh. this is two weeks. Two, we- oh, in, damn, two weeks. Two weeks of research. This is amazing, and I'm ready for it. He's gonna hear. He's probably yelling at. He's probably yelling at the guy <laughs> right now. Like you son of a bitch. You never even told me. First of all. Yes. <laughs> second of all. <laughs> my bad. Uh, <laughs> second of all. <laughs> I don't know. I want. I, I gotta see this. I gotta see this. We have to set this up. Yes. We, we need we need to see the conclusion. We need to see this debate happen. Yes. This this could be the better time. You know, maybe not like the Jordan Peterson's, uh, the Harris and Harris debates. Maybe not quite that, but it's pretty much up there. It's pretty much up there. You know, with the whole hour long breakdown, what truth is? It's almost there. Mm-hmm. It's almost there on the same philosophical level. Sam Harris. Uh, what's that fucking Don King? Don King come in. This is gonna be the rumble in the jungle. Oh, I will put out a suit, dry my <laughs> hair. It'll be great. We get this on video. Let's start oh. a YouTube channel. <laughs> yes. So um, we will return to this. Oh, but I am watering at the mouth to see this. This is gonna be amazing. Two weeks of preparation. I can't wait. I'm gonna have to pick my my throw fuel into the fire and find negative points for both of you. <laughs> Just throw that in and piss each other off. Yes. <laughs> I guarantee it's gonna end with yeah. Well, fuck you. <laughs> That's a problem. I, I, I put money on that. Yeah. <laughs> or fuck Sam that. Raimi. It could be that. Yes. I feel like we could just default. <laughs> um, so, Mike, why do you hate Superman? I hate Superman. Why? Okay. Because he's a, a bullshit hero character. <laughs> Again, 
His power is he has every power, including powers you can't think of it, and he's just gonna figure them out when he needs them, right in the moment that he decides, hey, this would be the perfect power to have. Motherfucker stole Super Saiyan. He goes like Golden Sun fucking mm-hmm. No. That's fucking Super Saiyan. He copied that shit because he knew Goku was a better character than he was. And so he took that shit so he could like solidify himself. Again, there's this whole death battle series, which I think I went over last week. Yes. Yes, with Prison <laughs> Fog I fucking hate Superman. He's a goddamn cop out of a character. <coughs> Can't, I can't do it, man. Not unless everybody in the world starts having like, kryptonite bullets. I don't know. I just, I can't, I can't, I can't deal with this character. I, I would call you a communist, but I know you registered as a communist. I was registered long. as a communist, so you know what? That would just be like, okay. <laughs> that has been done. That how has been, you... legally, there's a paper record that says that. Dude, so, God, how long were you registered a communist? Uh, what, like maybe a couple of years. A couple of years? Yeah, just I was, I was working <laughs> at security at the museum, and I was like, I should probably go register. Oh, actually, no, I think I already registered. Just, no. Was I registered yet? I was 18, so it was either I just registered or I wasn't yet. And I walk Jesus over, walk over my lunch break, wear my security uniform. I go up to the, uh, I go up to the county recorder's office. I drop off my, my form. She looks over it. She looks up at me. She legitimately says this. Are, that's exactly how she phrased it. Are you submitting this of your own free will? <laughs> she was concerned oh when she God. looked at my party affiliation. I'm like, yep. Oh my God. Have a great day. <laughs> I'm going to go protect your public organizations. Really? Yeah, I'm not sure if she thought it was a joke or maybe she really thought there's some weird, like, communist cabal out there forcing people. (laughs) Which, by the way, I've met the Tucson government. They're just a bunch of old dudes who think the government government should do more shit than they do. They're they're pretty nice dudes. They get angry sometimes (laughs) at issues, but they're they're actually pretty harmless. (laughs) They meet every Sunday at Denny's. It's fine. Actually, well, close. They meet at the... Uh, Salt of the Earth Labor College, I believe it actually is every Sunday. I, I threw that out of my ass. So I, 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 was... I, I get I get emails. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow. they, they, they tend to keep tra- they tend to, they tend to keep uh, contacting you. So mind you, I did do that, and at the same time, this was also like right after the um, the 2000 election or 2000 2004 election, um, which I barely missed by like what a year. Could have voted if it was like a year older. Mm-hmm. Um, did that for a bit because it gets like the party registration eventually. What sign up Green Party just stuck with them because I'm like, well, you're actually the party that's clear about wanting to legalize weed. Yeah. So this is what I say: it, it is a big deal. Trump does that whole marijuana decriminalization thing because yeah. again, I actually affiliate myself <laughs> politically. <laughs> you, pretty you, much you primarily, base, that was my first issue. I politically mo- uh, aligned myself with. You base your life around it. Let's, yeah. Let's be real. Yeah. About so it. it would be majorly significant. Yes. <laughs> so yes, that's my fun registration story. <laughs> um, and I encourage kids sign up for the Freak Party too. That's also a good one. What in the flying fuck is a Disney conspiracy? Oh, well, there's more than I thought there were. Oh, God. There, there are some interesting ones out there. There's a couple of the main ones. So, the, one of the main ones is there's this idea that between movies like Frozen and like The Little Mermaid, and I believe Tangled, I think is loosely associated. There's like, they, they've established like this timeline and these areas where the countries are and like where they pretty much are in the world and they can show them on the map and there's this idea that there's some connected events or like the king and king and queen in let's see where did the parents die in the beginning where the ship takes off is that that frozen frozen yeah, yes yeah. so the idea is that when the parents take off in that one they're trying to get to a wedding that happens in another movie I think it's Little Mermaid. Yeah, they're like trying to get to like a royal wedding, but they don't make it because like they end up 
getting like struck out at sea and like there's some references in a little Mer- in the little mermaid that shows some things that they show later in frozen the movie and then there's another like royal couple who shows up like at the wedding like there's some screenshots it's interesting oh, i think i know what you're talking about so in um uh, frozen you can see the girl from tangled yeah see, so on she, the, she's on like the, on the edge yeah. exactly and so like there's this idea that these these are all linked and that like really is just sort of like this this sort of domino effect of, like deaths that cause these people to yeah. like come together and that's it's yeah that's pretty much like the, that's by itself like within basically like the European zone that's like the main little kind of people trying to hook up like the Disney universe and see like there's these connections and like the movies are actually really way more sad than you think they are. Um, it can't get any sadder than Toy Story three though. God damn that was that was that God one hurt. fucking hit fucking hard. Well shit, there's the idea that in that that who is it? I think Boo might be like somehow connected as a girl because there, there's something with the Toy Story theme too but they're coming out with the new movie which might fuck with it yeah but I, I also just love in 3 how Barbie goes off about like the whole need for the social contract and that it's being upheld by the will of people and without the will of people there is no like actual power I'm like god damn injecting some political philosophy into this movie <laughs> that was one of my favorite way over these two year olds heads it was but... great I love the hell out of that but you're right that was such a sad Oh, actually, no, apparently this the new one's about, supposed to be about Jesse. Jesse? Yeah. Mm. Oh, wait, no, 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 it's not, it's not, it's not. The, the idea was that um, Andy's mom might have been Jesse's... Original owner. owner? Yeah, that's what the thing is with Toy Story. Oh, shit. Because they look at it, and because there's, like, similar scenes and shit, it looks like that might be a case. Wow. Like, they could almost, like, line it up, like, time, like time-wise. That's the thing about Toy Story. This next one actually is supposed to be, like... A rescue mission for Bo, for Bo Peep. <laughs> yeah, it's like a love story between oh, Woody and Bo yeah. Peep. Well, yeah. I, I, mean, I guess they can't all be Toy Story 3s. Yeah. Yeah, I guess, it, you know, it's, it's whatever. Maybe we get Drunk Buzz again. Do you remember the, the Looney Buzz from the first one? Yes. That was pretty fun. Yeah, I, that I, was I, pretty could do, I could do that again. <laughs> <laughs> so, but there's that, and there's a couple, there's, there's one that I was reading up on that... Aladdin might take place in a post-apocalyptic future because of things that Genie says and, like, adding up the years he's talking about. What? Yeah, because check this out. Another thing about Aladdin, they never specify where it is. It's technically supposed to be, like, It's Agrabah. Yeah, it's made up name, but, like, the story itself is an Indian story. Like, most people assume it's, like, a straight from the Middle East, but it's not. It's just sort of, like, elements to it. But, again, the idea is that this might be a post-apocalyptic future. Because like Genie talks, <laughs> that's, a, that's a stretch though. I mean, it could. Well, but then again, it makes sense because you know if shit goes down, if a giant solar flare just pff, hit right now, knocked out all the electricity. We can't really use computers for a while. If a plague happens, something happens. We start over. We'd go back. I mean, we would reach the same technological milestones we've done historically. We would just have to do it again. Just start all over from scratch. Yeah, and then basically the idea is they would just be repeating history, which is actually a theory that's gaining more and more traction. As far as history goes, we may, have, we may have been civilization for like a good 100,000 years. We just might have fucked up a couple times. <laughs> just a few. But that's the thing is that makes it most believable because like, we're humans. Of course we're going to fuck up. That makes goddamn sense. We probably tried this a few times. Makes sense. Oh, my God. But yeah, so there's that. There's, oh, there's another one that like Boo is like the old witch lady in, is it Tangled? There, there's, I forget what movie, but like there's there's this image of like a nasty old lady because in the background you can see drawings like carvings of the monsters from Monsters Inc. And like she shares similar like characteristics. It's like she's maybe somehow gotten like bitter and she's like trying to get back to like her childhood memories or some shit like that. Wow. There's some dark shit that people come up with. <laughs> 
entirely too much time on their hands, of course. You know. Uh, yeah, I don't even have enough time to watch these things. <laughs> They're actually doing the research. <laughs> God damn. So yeah, there's 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 some deep dives to deep dives to be had, and I might just make mm-hmm. that a thing. This is the deep dive of the week. Oh God! Yeah, Into like, the Disney universe. Yeah, there's, I could probably do at least weeks on that and move on. Just yeah. God damn. There's, there are holes, sir. We're fucking rabbit holes. <laughs> Um, I saw some images of, uh, Wonder Woman, new Wonder Woman movie, and in the Wonder Woman movie, they have her in the invisible jet, and it looks (laughs) cheesy as a motherfucker. Why would you even try? It's an invisible jet! There's some things that you should not commit to film. That's one of them. That's, that is definitely one of them. Why do Wonder Woman have an invisible jet to begin with? Don't know. Why couldn't she have a regular jet? Yeah, because you can see her. Yeah, you can see her in floating in the middle, but you can't see the jet. Why wouldn't you have the invisible jet cloak her entirely so you can't see either the jet or her? So they didn't do that. They just went with the no. straight old school. So she's just sitting in the air it's, flying. It's literally her in the sitting position looking like she's fucking, you know, just like... They don't even have like the lines to make it look like a plane? They, no, they, they just have like two... Two lines holding her up, and then they have a camera following her. They don't have anything that looks like... There's no, like, green screen around it to make it look like, you know, like a reflection of a plane or a jet or anything. They couldn't couldn't just have one quality franchise. They had to throw something in there to fucking just... What? Speaking of which, I think that movie's playing for free at the Reed Park next week. I might actually watch it. All right. Yeah. But I just... It just sounds like something you shouldn't tackle. Like, just don't even yeah. try that. Let's just, like, sure, people are going to ask for it. Just don't do it. Yeah. Don't do it. It's never going to work. It never has. Yeah. Even the goddamn cartoon looked goofy as shit. Mm-hmm. Does, it never looked good. Like, like I said, there's some things that you just don't commit was to. That anybody's ever, was that anybody's favorite part of Wonder Woman? Like, was anybody like, oh, I can't wait to see her in the jet? Or, like, that's my favorite tool she uses. Not, like, the lasso or the fucking iron bands. Yeah. Why? Why? <laughs> Why? Well, that's all I have to say. Why? Um, tell me what stone is, sir. Oh. Well, as we mentioned, I think, what, maybe a week or two ago, a couple weeks ago, uh, one of our favorite bands got in trouble for making an ill-time joke. Yes. At their, which I say there because they're pretty much the showrunners of it, um, Punk Rock Bowling Fest, which is annual three-day festival they have out in Vegas, a bunch of bands come through. They were, like, one of the first big names to jump on. So, again, it's like they're actually running it, but they're kind of in big position of it. They help run the bowling league that actually happens. Um, Like, the day after news had gotten out that they had made that joke, uh, Stone, who had, back in April, made a collaboration logger with them called Punk and Drublick, basically cut ties with them, saying, we're not going to collab anymore. Um, I think they're cutting um, sponsorship from what they were going to... They were going to have a couple shows and then, like, a bigger, like weekend festival that Stone was like going to co-sponsor with them and like be part of the production with them he basically said like oh, I got cut out of this and so Stone is yeah again they're big brewery they're one of the first like microbrews to like come out get big be successful kind of got the movement going um chairman was like this real like not area but he was very out there and here's the thing like when they came out their whole thing was like we want to offend your taste buds because we want to show you there's these tastes that over the past, what, 60 years since Prohibition had, at the time had been basically dulling people's tastes of like uh, what beer is and what it could be. And so like their flagship beer was a beer called Arrogant Bastard, which literally said on the back of it, 
like we want to offend your senses. We want <laughs> we you can't drink this. It's too strong for you. Like they were taunting you. Okay. And like that was kind of their whole gig. Like they make like these offensive these big robust beers that's gonna like shock you in the face. And like this guy comes out, he's like, you know, we gotta we're trying to like, hit your senses and be like offensive right away, like and they come and they do this fucking bullshit. <laughs> they cut ties so they cut ties with a band who had an album title released called White Trash, Two Hebes, and a Bean. That's got great classics such as New Boobs. God damn. And songs about showering twice a week. All right. They, if you just look at the catalog, like album titles and things, they're just straight offensive anyway. Like, it's kind of a thing. It's like... They you, get drunk and they say stupid exactly, shit. Exactly. It's like, that's the point. And it's like, I don't know if you're just trying to pick up, like, credibility points by, like, jumping on the band bandwagon. But you know what? Fuck you, Stone. <laughs> I'm starting a war with you, goddammit. This day forward, I'm promoting a boycott of your shit until you come to your senses. You fucking pussified, snowflake, commercialized, piece of shit brewery. I'm throwing down. Bravo. Bring it. Hashtag fuckstone. <laughs> Let's start this movement. Fuckstone. You know we need to stake a fucking stand. Because check this out. Again, this, this band exists in a very specific sphere. And the idea that... Because again, the people at the show were, I'm assuming, their fans. Mm -hmm. And so for fans of the band to then be the ones who actually start this whole, like, you gotta get pissed at them, let's get sponsors off and shit, like, it's fucking terrible. Like, as they said, when they wrote the song at this point 10, 15 years ago, when the fuck did punk rock become so safe? Like, what's the whole idea? Like, who's sensible at that? Were you, like, really at that show? Like, I can't go on. I'm sorry, like, I'm like, just ruined. It's, I, I, I just can't do it. Like, really, it didn't fucking happen. You just decided you found something to get pissed at. You know what? Fuck you, too, because you're a bunch of fucking posers, you pieces of shit. Like, how the hell could you be, could ever say you're a fan of effects and then get pissed on that? Because if you were ever a fan again, that means you've heard these songs. Yeah. You've gone along with their offensive things. And you know what? They're actually one of the more, like, politically active bands that there have been. Like, back in 2004, remember they started the whole punk rock voter movement? Yeah. They had a giant tour going around. It's like, and then they're so easy, like, all these people just say straight up turns, like, oh, can't you say it? It's like, yeah, it just doesn't make any fucking sense. And I'm like, this is starting to become fucking dangerous, because I can get it in some spheres, but again, look at who these guys are. Are we really fucking doing this? Like, apparently they're having trouble booking shows now, like, in the U.S. They're not allowed to, to play in the U.S. at all. It's fucking, it's fucking, well, yeah, because people are, like, blacklisting them and shit, but it's like, why? It's like, fuck that. If I can somehow get a show together, I'd put that shit in and bring them in. Because you know what? We, okay, again. It wasn't even really that funny. It was bad presentation. I feel I could have made a better attempt at that joke, personally. Yeah. I feel like I could have made it work. But still, point in case, it's just some shit that talked on stage. Like, obviously they don't. I'm pretty sure when the shit actually happened, they were probably out there having positive statements to begin with. Yeah. Yeah. Again, and humor is a fucking tool, man. We can, we can laugh about some shit. Even it's fucked up. Like, you know what? This world's fucked up. Take a look at where we're at. Like, really, look at the state of the goddamn world. And we're going to get pissed off at this shit. And furthermore, think about this. Think about they they immediately apologized after they said yeah, like it was few, important. One of the few people who are like completely owning up to it. Not like yeah, I was on Ambien on stage fucking mm -hmm. tweeting and shit. It's like exactly. no, it was a bad taste joke. Really bad. Yeah. We have no excuse. Yeah, we're, we're we're deeply sorry. You know, we didn't mean to offend anybody. We just you know got a little out of hand and just you know said some stupid shit. 
they owned up to it. Yeah, and that's they were still way, crucifying these fucking guys. Like, what the that's hell? That's way more than most people can say right now for all these racist bullshit yeah, comments nobody apologizes anymore. No. It's like, it's fucking weird. And, and you know what? This almost leads me to like another, a bigger thing is like, what the fuck is the state of fucking punk rock right now? It's like, it's, these, these dudes have been doing it for 30 fucking years. And if you fucking look around, man, like I went to a show a couple weeks ago, the MDC DOA show. Fucking sick. Guys who've been, t- been touring around the country for 40 straight fucking years just playing clubs. Just still playing fall- small fucking clubs every goddamn night. And it seems like those are the fucking dudes who are, who are holding all this shit together. Yeah. It's like all the big shows. It's like these names have been around for a long time. Where the fuck are the new... Where are the new fucking generation? Like, I don't fucking see it. There are all these fucking skinny jean wearing eyeliner motherfuckers who are like, Oh, my girlfriend dumped me. <laughs> These, yeah, these are not. And that, that's not. That's punk like rock. shifting the definition. That's what happened to the fucking warp tour. Which, by the way, this is the last year. There's gonna be a warp tour, because it's progressively gotten shittier and attendance has yeah. gone down because they turned into yeah, like a fucking emo fucking pop fest going around. And to be fair, though, every time that they have uh, the warp tour in Arizona, it's on a fucking parking lot. And it's, it's 115 degrees. It's an athletic event, sir. <laughs> <laughs> you have to hold your booze and pass the first set. <laughs> Or your monsters. I puked up a couple monsters of the casualty oh, set Oh, God, ones. no way. Yeah. Couldn't do it. Now, to be fair, I have seen... There's a couple bands I've seen kind of going around. They're still, go, still going. So there is seen, but I don't know. I just... I'm concerned. As somebody who came up with this music when it meant... When things were different. Things are very different than they used to be. Yep. And at the time, it's like... These were sort of the dudes you turned to to, like, escape the repressive system and shit. And it's like now stuff they help push is like turning against them and it's just i don't know again i kind of fear for the genre itself but in general like free speech movements all that kind of shit because again it just like as gutterall said who actually got kicked off of one of the was it a warp tour or the rock against bush tour because what they were doing was they were walking around with shirts that said bush in 04 or viva the bush shirts Jesus. which at the time everybody got pissed off because we were really trying to keep bush out of office at the time but now i look back i'm like that was the most punk rock thing they could have fucking done at the yeah. time is walk around and piss everybody off. And yeah. then I think like My Chemical Romance complained and like get kicked off or somebody yeah. did. But it's like, fuck, dude, looking in retrospect, I'm like, that's the kind of shit. Like we can't fall on like the bandwagon. Be like, yeah, fuck these guys. Get them off the tour. Because they were kind of pressured off the tour by like the bands, not the fans or anything. But like this is another one of those fucking moments where I think like I'm, I'm seeing it in the moment and realize like this is going to be one of those sort of regrettable kind of things. Yeah. And so I don't know. But shout out to Sucker for the Sour, local Tucson punk band. Play, with, play some nice shows coming up. So again, there are some people going around. Nice. But, yeah, I just, I worry. I, I wonder. It's like, things... Where are we going? Where are we going? Like, in 20 years, I, where are we going to be? Am I going to be a hard-ass Republican in 20 years? I fucking hope not. God, no. <laughs> that shit happens. We've done things really fucking wrong. I, I like to think of myself as dead center. You know, I, I, I have views on that stem on both sides. But when it comes to something like this, when it comes to, like... You know, this is free speech. Yeah. This is, it's, it's free speech. It's not hate speech. It's not hate speech. He's there, he's not going up there and say, like, I'm glad all these fuckers are dead. No, right, he, he didn't, didn't say, do that. He didn't say and that. And even if he had, again, there's still the whole free speech argument. But it's, again, it's like, ugh, this is getting fucking dangerous with our language, guys. we got to protect this kind of shit. We can't, move to, we can't move to this era of, like, you just can't say things. What, what pisses me off is that we are holding a punk rock band to a higher standard than the fucking president exactly. of the United States. You, this dude wears a mohawk and a skirt on fucking stage on a nightly basis. Yes. And gets and like, shit-faced. Yeah, and we're somehow more pissed off about that. Like, they're losing jobs. 
Yeah. <laughs> and some fuckhead with Cheeto fingers is still plugging away. Some wrinkly, the... sun-dried God. ball sack with the merkin on his head. Dried jar of mayonnaise, <laughs> motherfucker. Smelling like um, Bengay and shit. So I guess we kind of dove into the, uh, the second half of our podcast. But um, next week is 4th of July, sir. It is. Independence Day. Um, and I will need the year to... we all decided. And when I say we, I mean like 1% of the country is like, fuck those taxes, man. We want all the money. <laughs> Let's make a constitution but exclude everybody who's not a white property only male with wooden teeth and slaves. I, I'm going to need consistency from all you fuckheads <laughs> out there who are like, you need to stand for the national anthem. All you motherfuckers. <laughs> all of you. Every single one of you. I want to see you in your best fucking camo or your best fucking American flag t-shirt out there. And I want you singing the national anthem. God bless flags. America every hour on the goddamn hour. Keep the same goddamn energy. Don't be a fucking bitch and like, oh, you need to stand for the national anthem. And then just be like, oh, I'm just going to drink and get shit-faced and pass the fuck out for 4th of July. No, bitch. You're so patriotic. You go out there and you show your patriotism, motherfucker. You do that. I'm getting drunk. (laughs) (laughs) I'm wearing my Obama shirt and I'm going out. I'm drinking a Bud Light and I don't give a fuck. Keep it American. American. Fuck. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I, we have to catch up on this, uh, too, because, uh, we missed it last week, but the moron of the week. Oh, yes. I, I have two of them. Two to make up for our absence. Yes. So the one for last week is, uh, Yurgle the Turtle Jeff Sessions, uh, quoted the Bible as a means to justify caging children who are, who, who are kids of illegal immigrants who have snuck into the country. Wow, <laughs> did you did you hear about this? Like, uh, well, not this specifically. I mean, in general, he's a piece of shit, little yeah. shriveled white turd on the sidewalk, saying in Arizona desert, shout yeah. out by a Chihuahua mongrel mix. Oh, it's pretty much specific. what he is. Um, but he, yeah, he quoted the Bible, and apparently, I didn't know this because you know I don't read the Bible, but um, apparently, the passage that he quoted also encouraged slavery. Yeah, here's the thing about the Bible, man. <laughs> it's, uh, I don't understand how we drop really quotes from it. Because again, like, there's a lot of fucked up shit in that book in its entirety. Yeah. Like again, I, I actually understand the breakdown of it in the books. I've read the thing a couple times. Not that good of a fucking book to begin with. I'm going to tell you that right now. Some errors, some chronological things going up. Anyway, that shit is set aside. There's some fucked up shit in there. There's like entire chapters do- devoted to like, what women have to do for three weeks out of the month to stay clean, and then like how people get their what people get their hands chopped off for, and Christ. yeah, like yeah, treatment of slaves and shit like that. <laughs> like, eh, I don't know if this is the best moral thing to be getting from. Now, and again, I understand it. Just session, you know, Christian being like, I'll probably quote him from New Testament stuff like that. I don't, I, I don't know, man. He's it's, a fucking idiot. And, it's like and, that. Why the fuck are you quoting religious texts in a secular government? Yeah. <laughs> And what happened to the separation of church and state? Yeah, like it, it's kind of a key principle here. It has here. nothing to... Locking up children in fucking cages and separating them from their families and stuff has nothing to do with the goddamn Bible. Right? Nothing. Let alone actual sensible policy that's actually going to accomplish anything positive or in the direction that anybody actually wants to go. 
We're not even making that argument. We're just saying your fucking base is all yeah. fucked up. It's not even sound policy, but like, yeah, using the justification is even more bullshit. Again, it's more bullshit than like the weird circular argument people are trying to use to say like, well, this makes a maximum punishment, which will discourage people from coming and show them you just can't sneak in here. It's like, not really, because again, if you think about it, these people are kind of risking their lives to get here. I don't think that itself is going to stop that from happening. Um, and some of these people are seeking asylum, and that's not illegal. Yeah, no, that is a political process which has an act. Yeah, so this whole idea of like they're saying they're invading, no, they're actually showing you the border and turning themselves in. This is an actual legal process. They keep talking about like, oh, the people have to follow the rules. That's one of the rules. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually part of the process you say has to be followed. Like, you, you feel bad for the people in line. This is one way to get in line because there is such thing called political asylum that you can seek in any fucking country. It's actually, it's a global international law standard that there be an asylum seeking process. Whether or not you accept it or not, there is a process to it. He doesn't fucking understand the goddamn process to begin with. No. And everything from like the backwards logic and just straight up fucking lies that he was telling about like, oh, hey, this is all part of this law that got passed. And like, I can't do anything about this. I fucking hate this. But, you know, do yeah. something. Democrats. Like, no, it was a directive that you made. And then you made a giant showing out of signing an executive order that literally did not have to be made because it was a policy directive. All you had to do was just change the directive. You didn't actually have to sign a fucking executive order that says we will not separate. We'll just... We'll st- we'll st- there's still a bigger problem. They're still taking them into custody yeah. and shit, which itself yeah. is an issue, but it it was fucking ridiculous. Again, like, he was trying to play this line because he's just so used to just lying and people buying it, but there was yeah. so much pushback. And then he came up with, like, this bullshit thing to try to make it look better. I don't think it really worked because people are still pissed off about it and he's still saying some fucking shit. And the whole narrative about, like, the MS-13 thing is completely blown out of proportion. And something I actually read in a news article that troubled me is they didn't even acknowledge that they started in the U.S. Jesus. Like, at this point, the narrative has become they are from El Salvador and they're coming to evade. No, again, because we're fucked up immigration policies, we sent a lot of people who are forming this really violent gang back and then they took the American gang culture and excelled. And now it's coming back to bite us in the ass. Like, this is a, this is a policy we, a policy we made decades ago that's coming back and biting us in the ass. No one ever wants to fucking acknowledge that. All we want to say is a put a fucking wall, keep people out. It's like, no, you have to understand why all this shit's happening. If you really want it to stop, there's things you can do, but nobody wants to fucking talk about because no one really gives that much of a shit. No. They're, they're, <laughs> more, they're more interested in, you know, putting forth a policy. Popular policy a, a that keeps them power. It doesn't even matter if it's effective yeah. or not. And they're, like, they're more pandering to their base than they are doing anything else that that's helpful to anyone. Yeah. And and what makes me mad is I had a discussion with a guy who works as a border patrol agent and he pissed me off and I haven't talked to him since. He really pissed me off because he said, "Well, you know, we're just, you know, we're doing what we're told. I'm a very by the book kind of person." I was like I was like, "Do you realize what that like I hate to sound like a liberal blowhard, but that's what fucking Hitler and his fucking little shithead minions said. Like, we're just following orders. We're just following what it was. It's like, yeah, but can you go to sleep at night? Can you can you actually go to sleep at night and say, like, I did something good for the country by locking up little children and separating them from their mothers and fathers? Can you really live with yourself and say that that's a good thing? Can you really stand there with your Christian fucking morals and say that it's a nice thing, that's a, that's a decent thing right. for something. Sir, serving the uh, demigod of America. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then to follow that up, 
like after after all of this, he's like, well, you know, it doesn't really affect me. It doesn't affect me. And I was like, just because, motherfucker, it doesn't affect you directly doesn't mean that it's not fucking happening. It's affecting and, somebody. Something yeah. always affects somebody. And that's what I want to try and get through to these fucking people. Just because nothing is happening to you because you're upper middle class and you have a good job and you have health care and you have everything that you need doesn't mean that it's not happening to other fucking people. Doesn't mean that it's that it's just a, a poor person problem. It's a problem for a lot of fucking people. This is, it, it's, yeah, and that's the strategy is to keep people from seeing that. And there's fucking multiple fronts of that shit going on like like right now the past five this is something that's kind of under the shadows like it's not making big news but it's happening more and more all over the place it's fucking troubling as shit is this whole like idea of like war on poverty it's not that there's actually like a concerted effort to build robust social programs and networks to help people out of the poverty cycle no, what it is, is it's basically making it illegal to be poor and hanging out at places. Yeah. So you pass laws that, like, make it illegal to either be in a park or be within a certain distance of a park on a sidewalk for a certain amount or be within city limits, like camping, like these urban camping bans and stuff. Like, they're past the idea of, like, saying, hey, we want to beautify the neighborhood and the community. But what it's really saying, it's like, we need to push the people who don't look good out of the community so we can enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And it's just basically completely dehumanizing the element, just saying, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see a poor dude sitting on the fucking corner. Because I don't want to confront the idea that the society we live in actually contributes to and creates these situations for people. No, I'd rather just see a clean street and I don't have to see it. Because then I don't have to think about it. And I can enjoy this shit. It's like, ugh. It's just like an isolating view. Again, creating narratives. The same thing fucking Trump's doing with immigration. He's creating narratives and people just follow it. And they believe it. Hey, that, that, that's the way it is. It's what I see. And it's fucked up, man. People aren't taking any experiences anymore. It's kind of bad. People are, people are so easy to believe what they hear on TV, it, it is ridiculous. Like, they will literally, like, I, I work at a place, I won't say where, but I work at a place where there's not the smartest people in the world. The, the, they're not the brightest bulbs in the, in, the, in the lamp. I mean, they're fucking dumb. So everything that Trump says, he, they believe him without a fraction of proof without a fraction of that no hindering they believe every word that comes out of him and that's fucking dangerous that's really dangerous because (laughs) he could literally say oh there's a comet headed to fucking earth because the democrats didn't pass this fucking law (laughs) and they would be like well the fucking democrats caused the apocalypse and fucking caused the you know the earth to explode and they would fucking believe it you know he actually is talking about creating a space force Oh, God. Six, sixth branch of the military. That should have been a fucking moron of the week, but <laughs> <laughs> I thought Jeff Sessions and his Bible quotes were oh, far no, more. We're getting a space force. I'm curious to see what the <laughs> recruiting material looks like. Oh, God. I bet you he ripped something off from fucking Star Wars. Because you know what? Did you ever see that trailer that he showed? Yes. Oh, my God. I couldn't believe it. Oh, I didn't even see the yeah. I, I even like watch all the visuals, just listen to it for the most part. I was like, "What the hell are we doing?" <laughs> it's like North Korean propaganda here. Yeah, it was really weird. And I guess like, okay, maybe you're trying to play the game, but it's just odd that that was funded by taxpayer dollars. <laughs> it wasn't even a good trailer. No, no. Oh no! It's like somebody got iMovie on their MacBook. Yeah. And they're like, I'm gonna put some shit together. Yeah, I just yeah. 
I don't know, man. That's I'm I'm hoping we make some bigger systemic changes here yeah. in the next couple of decades. Let me sort this shit out a little. November's better. soon around the corner, so no, yeah. Make sure you register to vote. Primaries up in August. General elections in November. Fucking do a it. A lot of local battles, stuff like that. Don't be fucking lazy, goddammit. Register to vote. Jesus yeah, because it's not lazy. Old people. Because they have no other purpose in life, and they don't feel significant by shaping public policy. Anyone over sixty-five, so they always show up. Anyone, <laughs> anyone over sixty-five, uh, voting has been extended to December twenty-first. Um, please, um, please do not register. You don't have to. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Um, the second moron of the week for this week, this week is Permit Patty. Have you heard about this stupid bitch? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. She called the police on a little, a little child selling water outside her house because she didn't have a permit. Now, I know where this came from because I heard on the radio a couple days ago that uh, I think Minute Maid or whoever makes like powder lemonade or actual yeah, yeah. lemonade, they said that they were going to pay... I think it's country time, ain't it? Something like that. But they said they were going to pay uh, the the ticket costs or like the the permit fees for little kids to have lemonade stands yeah people are getting busted now. i've seen videos of this happening yeah. and it's just asshole cops with nothing to do just fucking giving tickets to little six-year-olds and like it's or the asshole worse. people who call them because they think it's a problem yes <laughs> so this bitch took it upon herself to call the police and use her white privilege and start saying like well they were screaming and i just oh, i just i was concerned so i called the police and then i i was wondering if they had a permit fuck you bitch Fuck you! And then this this morning, swear swear on my life, this morning she was on I think uh, NBC or some some television show, and she was like, "I'm getting death threats, and uh, I, I regret my decision to call the police. I should have handled it better." You want another caveat in this story? Oh please, tell there's me. another little twist. She didn't actually even call the cops. She pretended to she call pre- the cops. She wasn't actually even calling if them. If you're gonna get, if you're gonna but go she down, went, yeah, I was like, that's just weird. I, I could see somebody think, okay, wait, but she didn't actually call. But the people that she was pretending to call the cops on didn't know that. Her entire purpose was she was trying to use the threat of legal action, still whether or not yeah. they're actually going to come, to scare these people off. So it's like it's still just as shitty as an act. Yeah. Because again, you weren't telling you were not being truthful. All you know, all they knew, you actually were. Yeah. And so you were still displaying the exact same actions. And it's like, that's fucked up. And then, yeah, I guess she was like, oh, I was trying to complain to the manager of the building. Here's the thing. People were doing it in the area anyway because it's kind of in a, a corridor towards, like, the baseball stadium. So that's why she's selling water because people buy water outside the stadium. It's all over the place. Go yeah. to Phoenix. They do that shit from blocks outside downtown and shit. Yeah. It's kind of like the cost you pay to live in that area. It's the same thing with, like, U of A games. You know what people do? They just open up their fucking lots and charge people 10 bucks for parking because they realize they're going to be there anyway. So let's at least work with this. And here's the thing, too. She was saving money. She was selling water bottles so she can go to fucking Disneyland. Right? Yeah! Which, mind you, means she would have been gone for like a solid week and you wouldn't have to have heard it. You should have given her money. Make her go quicker. Buy some water. Don't be an asshole. Right? I don't like that. She's like, hey, if I bought all your water, will you go away? Yeah. You could have done that. Here's my thing. You white people, you are not the police. You are not top flight security of the fucking world. Mind your fucking business. And this is what I've been saying for fucking years. Mind your fucking business, right. people. You don't need to get involved in every single thing that you see in there. You don't need to ex- get involved with every little thing that you think is an injustice or something. Like, it, 
it, it boggles my mind because I see it a lot at Starbucks. I see it a lot. I see it a lot at Starbucks because these fucking white folks go in and they order these complicated ass drinks, and then you know, it's like a list of shit, and eventually one one time they're probably gonna get it wrong. They might miss a miss a step or miss an ingredient or something like that, and then you would think they fucking had like. A, a congressional meeting right there is like, this is ridiculous. I am going straight to the CEO to talk about this. And then I will not have this. And like, you are not, it, you have no authoritative power. Calm your tits. Right. And that's such, that's so much time. So much time. Yeah. So much time. <laughs> and she said, oh, I was so stressed out and that's why I did it. Well, fuck you and your fucking stress. Then go stress. pop one of your doggy pot brownies that you're talking on. And I bet you that business goes down now. You, you, pop one of those. Turn on a movie. Go to fucking sleep. If you're stressed <laughs> out, buy one of her fucking waters. Cool yourself down. Go the fuck home. Right. Go the fuck home. Leave the little <laughs> kid alone. Right. Silver lining of the story, though. Somebody saw this story and they bought... The little girl and her family all take us to Disneyland. I saw that. I saw that. I'm like, sweet. I, 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 I wish I had the means to do that. I would have done it myself, but, you know, I'm poor. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Maybe one day we'll be rich and influential. That'd be nice. That'd be really nice. <laughs> um, have you heard anything about Kanye at all? Oh. I Other than of, the... I hear a lot of things about Kanye. <laughs> Uh, what is what is the latest thing this man has done? Uh, so Kanye today actually um, was today Monday. Um, yeah. Today he went on TV. I don't think it was TMZ, but I think it was somewhere national news, and he tried to explain himself when he was talking about how slavery was a choice, and this motherfucker. This is like shit. tripling down now. Yeah, he's tripling down right. now. Uh, this motherfucker straight up said, I never said slavery was a choice. I said, it sounded like a choice. I mean, 400 <laughs> years. I was like, what's the difference here, Kanye? I don't uh, understand. Uh, well, I, I like the defense that was probably discussed with people. Yeah. It's the best we came up with. It, that, yeah. is the, that is like after weeks, too, because it's been a couple weeks. So he's had time to think about that. Yeah. The best he has to come back out with it sounds like it was he's a like, choice. He's like, I never said it was a choice, but I said it sounded like a choice. And then he started trying to backpedal a little bit and say, like, well, what I meant by slavery was, you know, mental slavery and slavery to uh, social media and like all these uh, producers and stuff. I was like, ah, I know, I know what you meant, motherfucker. Don't, don't yeah, try. There was to, a was, not an is. Don't bullshit a bullshitter. <laughs> and um. And he, you know, he's saying that he's gone through a lot of mental problems and stuff, which I don't fucking believe whatsoever. I think he's just high on himself. But he said he said also that he likes what Trump has to say. He likes how he processes things. He likes how he, you know, does things. And he says, all my friends, you know, are Trump supporters and love what they love what he has to say, but they're so scared to to say it because, you know, it's unpopular. And I'm thinking to myself, these are probably the voices in his head who are all Trump supporters. <laughs> yeah, he didn't say who his friends were. <laughs> he never mentioned any names. So I'm guessing it's all in his fucking head. Or friends on payroll that we make some point. Like, yeah. 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 Yes, men. Where's, where's, my, where's my, my check? Yes. <laughs> so, um, Kanye... Um, stop. 
When, just, when are we going to find it? Wait, he hasn't done this yet, right? We haven't found him naked in like a crowded city on like weird synthetic drugs yet? Not yet. Okay, I have Not a yet. feeling that he's going to be one of those dudes. He's going to have like a mental breakdown in the mall and like his underwear after he like pops some synthetic, some sort of synthetic drug. Like the way of Charlie Sheen? Uh, and then he's going to come back and make a gospel album. <laughs> oh God, that would, that would be the most fire gospel album I've ever heard. Right, think of the beats on that. <laughs> um... You see Dennis Rodman crying on CNN? Nice. About Kim Jong-un? Wait, why is he crying about Kim Jong-un? Is he just happy? He No, he was talk, He was crying... I think he was crying about the whole... Him meeting Trump. Oh, yeah. And then... You he, know, he feels he, he facilitated that. <laughs> yeah, he was on CNN with a MAGA hat, crying about... He's like, I couldn't go home. I couldn't go home because I got death threats. Because I support Trump. And I was like... I don't know what to tell you, Dennis. Like, who's, who's mad at Dennis Rodman? He, he, he hangs out in North Korea and plays basketball. Wait, I, I heard, like, how are we, like, why? Why do we even give a shit? I heard this theory on, a, on another podcast. Um, they, the theory is, is that Dennis Rodman and Kim Jong-un have fucked each other. Because this is the second time that he's cried over <laughs> Kim Jong-un. The first time was when he was singing Happy Birthday to him. And you don't really cry for another man unless you're fucking him. Or sing happy birthday to him. He is a, pl- he is a plump... I, I guess he does getting down. Interesting. <laughs> he really might be the secret diplomat behind the scenes. I don't know. I kind of like to think he was. That just sound, it just sounds fitting that like in this day and age we have like an ex-basketball movie star <laughs> slash famous crazy person. Who just like somehow got a dictator to warm up to an administration? You, I like can that storyline. Imagine line. though, and let's 50, make him an ambassador. Let's make him the first ambassador to North Korea. Can you imagine in fifty fucking years when our children are looking or children's children are looking at the history books like this isn't right, right? Dennis Rodman didn't really go to, didn't really solve the crisis in North oh, Korea. I so did hope he? so. I so I hope it comes out. Or again, that like they decide to make him the North Korean diplomat. Just somehow I can find him and I can put him on the board and I can tell kids this is real. Oh my God. And be like, Grandpa, what the fuck? I, 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 it's one of my dreams. I want to teach about Dennis Robin before I retire. Yeah. <laughs> He's got to do something. Um, stupid Melania's jacket. God damn it. I hate talking <laughs> about this because it's so stupid. <laughs> And it's so fucking asinine, but uh, it was in poor taste. I'll give I'll give her that. It wasn't like. To be fair, she probably can't even read the fucking words that are on the back of her jacket anyway. So, <laughs> I'll give her that. But it's just it's so stupid. So, so and who let her leave the fucking White House like that? Who let her go out in public? Yeah, that sounds and like be, a, that sounds like a stylist kind of thing. Yeah, or. Maybe she just fucking grabbed the first jacket that was there. Even so, know. you wouldn't have somebody like walking behind I her. Like think somebody might on. think about it only because it's just—it's very pronounced. It's not the way you don't notice it. So you think someone's like, eh, I kind of wonder. But again, I'm on the train, like I don't really know why people are really all that pissed off. Anyway, I, I see what they're saying, but at the same time, like I really don't think it's that deep. Because no. I think that's far too calculated to like try to make like this weird point. Which actually, there's there's the, the argument too that maybe you wear it on purpose to make people think, so they actually start a conversation and so on and so forth, like an ironic kind of way. It but yeah. the thing is, it doesn't fucking matter. Like, why are we talking about that? Like, why is that yeah. the thing again? Like, instead of writing that article, 
why not like have an in-depth investigation into the facilities at which she was visiting or the policy itself or you know yeah. the number of other crazy ass world events that are going on yeah but now we're gonna write about Monty's jacket cause uh yeah that's what we fucking do let's uh let's skip over to the next topic since uh I'm tired of hearing about that shit anyways <laughs> um Sarah Cockeyed Huckabee Sanders was kicked out of a Red Hen restaurant. Red Hen. In, I think, West Virginia or Virginia or something like that. Um, and I've seen Twitter light up about this. It is fucking hilarious. <laughs> it is fucking hilarious. Because some people were saying, like, what would have been a better reaction than uh, from the restaurant owners other than, ma'am, you're going to have to leave, you know, because, you know, you're going to have to... You're going to have to leave basically because you're an asshole. Pretty and, much. But uh, somebody put on Twitter, and I thought it was hilarious. They said, uh, uh, <laughs> they said uh, instead of kicking her out, they just they should have taken her order. And then when every time she asked for her food, like, um, I think the president's been very clear about that. I think we're going to get back to you on that question <laughs> at a later date. <laughs> well, they could They could have pulled a full waiting, too. Oh, yeah. So that's probably my go-to route, I would think. Just put your nutsack in her gravy? Dip it a little bit. Leave some extra <laughs> alfalfa sprouts. Oh, God. Maybe stir the iced tea a little bit. <laughs> but, um, it, yeah, I, I guess this restaurant's getting death threats now, and it's it's stupid because, you know, you guys have the right to not serve gay people. You have the right now to not make a cake for gay people. So why shouldn't we uh, have the right to refuse service to uh, Trump supporters? I'm just wondering, what was the logistics on this? Did she just like pick a random restaurant and just like assume the celebrity wouldn't follow her? I have no idea. Like, it's just like a former restaurant. I, it, I don't know. Like, I feel like again, that feels like a logistics thing. Like, I feel maybe these staff cuts are affecting these sort of decision makers who would normally yeah. take care of this shit. Like, oh yeah, we go to like a friend. I don't know. Just, just, just weird. I'm like, okay. Again, you gotta understand, you're all coming out on a daily basis, and your job yeah. is to make bullshit sound like somehow it's the right thing. Exactly. I mean, look at the fuck happened to uh, Spicer, man. He only lasted, like, what, a couple hundred days, hundred days? You gotta take that shit anymore. Oh, good old Spicy. <laughs> God damn. I, you could I, see the stress on his face when he was telling, like, it was yes. funny, like, you could tell that he was forcing himself. Sarah does a better job of sounding like she believes this stuff, but, like, with him, you could just tell, like, it hurt to say these things. Oh, man. But I, I did see a moment of weakness in uh, that cockeyed bitch uh, when a little boy asked her, um, how could you let this, uh, how could you not do anything about these shootings uh, that everything, that, that are going on right now? And I have to fear going to school every day. And you could just see her just start crying, get choked up. She's like, I'm so sorry. Uh, we're doing everything that we can. I was like, that was the, almost the most honest moment that I've ever seen her in. But it was quickly followed up with, uh, I think the president has been very clear about uh, where he stands with gun control. I'm like, no, he fucking hasn't. <laughs> and neither have you. He's not clear on anything. That's the whole point. Yeah. He's not clear so he can change direction. But mind you, again, she is just the press secretary, so she is just a mouthpiece. She doesn't actually have any administrative power whatsoever. But still, you know, just, again, it's just like a public image thing. You just gotta know, like, you really think, like, you gotta expect some people to be hating on you. You just gotta know. Like, that just sounds like that's part of the job. Um, <laughs> so the next story, get another sandwich, it's fine. Yeah. So there was a sniper in Seattle? 
Yeah, last week. I didn't follow too much on it. I'm not sure if they caught the dude, but there was a guy popping off shots at like cars on the freeway. Um, I don't think he hit and killed anybody. He may have caught like an accident or something, but yeah, they were like looking into it. They were like, he was off in the forest somewhere off the side of the freeway. And it made me think back to like a few, t- a while back. It's happened two a few times. Two years and then, yeah, a couple years ago, there was pretty much the same situation here in Arizona. Somebody was popping off shots on the freeway at cars, maybe a decade before that. We had, like, the baseline sniper shootings that were mm-hmm. going on. So there's been, like, two or three, like, Arizona sort of, like, highway-related, like, sniper shootings. And I'm wondering, man, I think Washington's trying to move into our monopoly. Because that was our <laughs> thing, dude. That was the Arizona thing. It really happened other spots. Like, we were on national news and shit because of that. We get immigration and highway shooters. Those are our things. But, oh, God. Yeah, and I don't know. I'm just like, I, I think they're trying to move in. You know, first, you know, they're all cocky because they got weed passed and shit, and we didn't. So I, th- I think they're trying to do it. Just trying to take our steam, man. Well, <laughs> if that's what we're known for, then um, <laughs> we we need to seriously reevaluate how we we got to rock what we, we got. Advertise or rock what we got, man. You got. <laughs> um, Elon Musk has a fucking flamethrower. Yeah, dude, this shit came out this last week. Like the first shipment, he made a flamethrower like an uh, a consumer friendly relatively cheap i think it's only a couple hundred bucks <laughs> i don't think those words go together yeah. flamethrower and consumer friendly i don't i really don't <laughs> think so. and this thing shoots like meters of flames i i can see some crazy ass news stories coming out in the next couple of weeks of people accidentally burning their houses down or like catching their hair on fire <laughs> just just a bunch of shit going on with this but you know what i support it i support <laughs> And I don't know why. Why the hell don't we have a flamethrower? Why does a deep fried Nerdcast? Why didn't we jump on this and like get one of these? Besides, the burn down a building. What the fuck else are we gonna do with a flamethrower? What couldn't you do with a flamethrower? That's a very valid point. Yeah, pull weeds, bam. Cook a burger, bam. <laughs> Scare away a potential threat, bam. Melt a car. There's some cars that melted in Tucson the other day. So does this? flamethrower have tesla inside of it or uh, i think it has a brand i'm not i don't know if it's <laughs> tesla brand or not but yeah it's like it's it's white it's relatively lightweight and whatnot it's yeah it's a real fucking thing and i think we need it i think you people should help us get this flamethrower are we gonna start a gofundme we might have to man or you guys could just send us cash or hit me up i want a <laughs> flamethrower Oh, if I have to do an, if I have to do illicit acts <laughs> to potentially secure one, we can talk about it. We can talk about it. I'm not guaranteeing anything, but I want one of these things, man. <laughs> I'm just thinking of all the things I can do. All right, <laughs> all right. But yeah, that's we get flamethrowers and shit, man. <laughs> that is real. Um, nobody has a problem with it. Again, I, I feel we should jump on this quicker rather than later because they might not be available after certain incidents happen. Yeah, I can just see it. Little Timmy got a flamethrower for Christmas. <laughs> Lit the whole goddamn house on fire. Yeah, so... A I whole double should, wide should this. I'm going to look into this, see what the order line looks like. Um, <laughs> you, you also heard that a couple took their marriage photos at a goddamn Target? Yeah, so like this looked like 20-some, maybe early 30 couple took stylized professional wedding <laughs> photographs at an empty Target. Empty target. Yeah, because the pictures, I didn't see people. So that must mean like they rent the space. Like they took this shit seriously. It's not like they got lazy, like just sneak in target real quick and take our pictures. No, no, no. They set this up. And they're quoted as saying, it is our favorite emporium. We enjoy walks in Target more than like walks on a beach or at night or something like that. 
I'm like, damn, you guys must really like Target. I don't know how. I, at least have Target pay for their photos. Like, well, it's gonna be like this should be like a guerrilla marketing campaign on Targets. We have like make this like the Target marriage. Like put them in all your commercials. Make them like make them like the family people recognize and associate mm-hmm. with Target. Like jump on this shit. Because they did that of their own accord. <laughs> Target didn't approach them. They just really love Target. I've heard about the girl who did her uh, graduation photos at Taco Bell. Wow. Which I thought were brilliant. How, how, what kind of pictures did she take? Was she, she, she didn't work there, did she? No. Okay, so she, she wasn't like in the back with like a hat and like the microphone? No, no, no. She, she was like, she was in a booth eating a taco and then she was like outside eating a taco and then she was like, she had a cap and gown on, like, um, at the at the little counter to order, and she was like, "Oh my god, class of 2018!" And I'm like, "What the fuck, white girl?" Wow. Well, I mean, I guess if your passion in life is eating pretty cheap tacos, like, I mean, I took pictures with the bass guitar, like playing Not bass guitar. <laughs> Not this. I mean, but. Tacos can be a musical instrument, if played right. All right. <laughs> but, I, I mean, I, like, what if she just, like, every day and goes to fucking Taco Bell? Like, that's what, in the middle of school day, she's like, I fucking can't wait to get out of here, go to Taco Bell, get my fucking chalupa. You know those <sighs> embarrassing photos, like, awkward family photos that they have online and stuff like that? I feel like that's what it's going to be, like, 20 years from now. Like, <laughs> I fucking took, god damn it. Yeah, I <sighs> It might be hard to look back at that decision and be like, yeah, that was a great move. Yeah. Um, Solid move, yeah. Okay, yeah. Why did it have to be Taco Bell? Couldn't it be like a better spot? Like Los Bethels or something? Maybe they don't have that where they're from. I don't know. No. No? No. Um, There was another shooting at a retirement home today, which is really, really fucking sad, man. It just... It's just got to stop. It It wasn't a disgruntled retiree. No, it was some fucking crazy motherfucker walking in. He shot, he shot one senior citizen, and he shot at a bunch of cops. Uh, I know, uh, as of right now, one is confirmed dead, but this shit's got to stop, man. This is shit's still going on right now? Yeah, as far as I know. I think shit, it's- man, I don't know. If I was that dude, I might look out, because, I mean, think about who old retired people are. It's probably some, like, fucking crazed veteran right now, like, in his room, plotting a way to, like, crawl, try to crawl into the into the air duct system to, like, take this dude out. John McLean it? Yeah, but, like, oh, but these dudes are old, which reminds me. I gotta watch... Did, did you ever hear of the Death Wish remake? Not, like, one of the seven sequels. Your mind complexes me, but go on. Yeah, do <laughs> you remember that movie Death Wish? Yes. Yeah. Bruce Willis, a.k.a. John McLean. A.K.A. the only other guy in the world with the easy flow elbow. <laughs> easy. A.K.A. Bruno. Yes. He remade that movie, and I want to see the shit out of it. <laughs> but yeah, it's like kind of like that. I'm thinking like a crazed old dude, but more like, like, Death Wish, like, seven, where he was like so ancient that they had to do cutscenes to like use a stunt double to like jump out of the way of things. That kind of like 70-year-old kind of shit. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, like, I was like a crazed group, like, hiding in the fucking fake, uh, the fake uh, inside plants and shit, like, trying to sneak up on this dude. I don't know, man, There's, there could be some flashback central happening right now. Yeah, that's all sad and whatnot, but anyway. I would not be surprised if we find that out in the morning. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, yeah, that's not dead. I don't shoot old people, man. They're already on their way out. <laughs> God. 
I'm not even gonna dive into that. I was you probably should have. It's gonna yeah. get really bad for that's gonna, on that. Yeah, that's that's. <laughs> I'm gonna make a hard left here. I'm just saying, um, if you've ever seen the movie Death Race, the original one with Sylvester Stallone and the nudity, that oh. would demonstrate my idea as far as these point systems. Go on, please. Okay, question. Yes. Nudity on behalf of who? Who was naked? Uh, there were a few naked people. If you say Stallone, I'm never watching it. I don't think so. No. There was a scene where John Carradine, in like his pseudo bondage suit that they make him wear. I don't... Yep, that's it. Not, I, I don't, not watching it. <laughs> I don't know. Again, he's on the bed. I can't remember if he's naked or not. Oh. There's there's Nazis racing. It's basically, it's like that Scooby-Doo movie with like the racing, <laughs> but like this is happening with guns and shit. What in the fuck is happening right yeah, now? <laughs> the original death race is great. The original death race is great. What the fuck is happening right now? <laughs> Moving yeah. on. Going on. Going Moving on. on. Uh, Tom Arnold says that he has tapes of Trump uh, during Celebrity Apprentice that are more damning than the Grabber by the Pussy uh, Hollywood Access tapes. Interesting. And he has a he has a new TV show that's on CNN about how he's acquired these tapes. What the fuck? <laughs> and guess where he got these fucking tapes from? Uh, Amorosa? Nope. Michael Cohen. He got he, Tom Arnold. Tom Arnold has been pulling some fucking like James Bond shit behind the back scenes. Yes, he took a picture with Michael Cohen, and he said that he is going to be on his TV show. Michael Cohen is. Yeah, Michael Cohen is going to be on his TV show on CNN talking about how they're going to take down Trump with these tapes. Whoa! Yeah, that is a twist, <laughs> <laughs> to say the least, sir. Whoa, okay. But here's my thing. Why not just release fucking tapes? <laughs> like, why don't we know? Why, why hasn't it already happened? Why are we planning? I mean, I get it. You want to make, some, you wanna make and, some money off yeah. of it? It's episodification, goddammit. Oh, God. It's what it is. Episodification of the whole fucking process. It's breaking <laughs> its way into the releases of these sort of damn things. I don't know. I bet you it's fucking nothing. I, I hope. It just sounds kind of weird. It's like, though. this is great. But wait till my show comes out, and then we'll talk about it. Yeah. That's the weird part to me. That's my fear, is that it's nothing, and that we're just I just wonder, like, into it. what could it really be that's really going to, like... Like, what, what could be on the tape that's really going to change, that hasn't already been brought up, that, like, is actually going to make people think differently? I don't think it's going to happen. I don't... I, like, I can't imagine anything. Have you ever heard the Richard Nixon tapes? No. Dude, Richard Nixon used to curse like a fucking sailor and talk shit about everybody and just but I fill mean, the hateful speech. You don't, you don't I've heard it, those things. You don't think a tape of Trump saying the N-word to a black person would be damning? That tape will never surface. You want to know why? Why? How many black people that Trump used to hang out with? <laughs> not very but many. No, not not too directly. Exactly tell, what I'm saying. Talking about... about uh, I bet this point would be surprised if like somehow we got like a whole history of his private conversations and that wasn't in there somewhere. Yeah. Again, here, here's the thing. I really don't think he is like super hateful kind of racist. I think he's like ignorant racist. Because like you look back, mm. at, look back at like his like shady apartment deal buildings because yeah, there were actually like little like bands on doing things. 
But I, I get, I think it was mostly, ba- what I'm saying is I think it's mostly based in greed. It's less like an ideology, like a KKK kind of mentality. It's more of like, this helps me. But wasn't his father part of the KKK? Uh, I don't know. His or was dad, that is that fake news or something? It, it probably was. Well, because this is the thing. His grandfather, I believe. I don't think it was his dad. I think it was his grandfather who's the one who emigrated from Germany. Because during the whole World War II thing, he had kind of like left. Actually, the whole reason the Trump family's in America is because Germany wouldn't take them back. Because basically what happened is, like, he left, and I think he, like, draw, he like dodged the draft or something like that in the process of it, so that when he went back to apply, the German authorities are like, well, no, you didn't do this, so we're not going to let you back in the country. And yeah, that's all because they failed at finding an application to go into Germany and decided to come to America because of our open immigration policies. Great. <laughs> that's how the Trumps got here in the fucking first it's place. Fucking fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> well, I hope he actually has something. I really do, because... Well, at this point, Cohen's probably like, I need to save my ass. I'll tell you whatever the fuck you want to know. (laughs) Yeah. He is, he is double dog shit fucked, Michael Cohen. He is fucked on a level, like... They know when this gets, how this could get real interesting, right? How? Say, on the day of the shoot, leaves his hotel, never shows up at the CNN studios, found dead in a car. Oh, shit. That could easily happen. Oh, shit. <laughs> I kind of wonder, like, who's putting a target on his back now? <laughs> yeah, he kind of did, didn't I he? Yeah. I kind of wonder. I wonder if we're going to start seeing some of that deep, deep state kind of shit. <laughs> uh, the last thing I wanted to talk about tonight is uh, the Supreme Court appealed uh, to hear out the case of the making the murder of Stephen... Brendan. Brendan something. Uh, well, they didn't want to rehear the making of the murder, making a murder case, that was on Netflix. And have you ever watched that? You no, know, what? I never actually watched it, but I mean, I know what the show's about. It's the most like infuriating thing in the world, man. Really, like you can just like they they have no fucking evidence, but yet they're ready to prosecute this guy. And what they were trying to do is retrial the case because. The, um, his nephew was mentally, uh, cognitively challenged. Yeah, and this is the dude who was in the documentary. Yeah, Yeah. and his, um, his nephew was in, uh, was incapable of making his own decisions. But the police interviewed him by by himself. They, they knew that he had mental issues. They knew that he couldn't, he couldn't, you know, really remember stuff and they were just feeding him like like so yeah. tell me about the knife tell me about the knife tell me about the gun tell me about how where you put the body yeah, not so, saying like yeah. what do you know they're saying like tell Doing me suggestions and he yeah. follows along there's a dude there's another show on netflix that kind of explores the same concept but it does it like in one episode for cases it's called confession tapes Want to get nice and pissed off in the same way? Watch those because it gives you the oh, exact same feeling. It goes. I can't. Like the, I can't get more pissed off than I am with that yeah, one. Yeah, and yeah, I read about that earlier today because Supreme Court is in session right now. So the past couple of weeks, there's been a bunch of decisions made. This one, yeah, it actually made it up because they appealed it, and the state Supreme Court made a decision, and then the appeals court pushed it up, and then yeah, Supreme Court just refused to hear it. Um, basically, the the standing decision that it got kicked back to is saying that there is. They have not presented, or they don't have new evidence to present because the confession um, the prosecution is saying basically is in line with existing practices. So basically, they said the confession is fine, and you have you have to find new evidence for us to actually retry the stuff. But that's the thing is the whole the whole thing is like lack of evidence is like the problem. 
Yeah. So I but don't know. Because they... they prosecuted him with such a lack of evidence, there's no way to find new evidence to say that, oh, there's no. There's well, you no would way basically have it. to find. Yeah, you would have to find evidence that suggests he wasn't even there. But or like, find the time, actual killer. Yeah, or. Because the dude at the beginning. I mean, he could have done it still. The, the guy, the uncle. Mm-hmm. He could have uh, either not done Maybe neither of them were there. Or maybe he just did it by himself and then the kid got caught up in it. Yeah. But either way, the whole idea is like behind the process of which the nephew was pro- was prosecuted it does not fall into like the proper procedures and shit, due process. Yeah. Which, again, like, it, it's irrelevant whether or not I did it. Like, the idea is that there's a whole reason that due process thing exists. It's not about it. It's, it's about the process because you have to have the process because without that, people just decide things for themselves. Yeah. Like, that's when you get kings just deciding who's innocent, who's guilty, what's the crime, and that's like, that's the reason the process is there. And it's like, yeah, some people, sometimes people did some really fucked up shitty things get off, but you actually want that because that just means we have to do a better job of, like, pursuing this case. Because, yeah, when you don't have that, it's rule of law by subjectivity. Yeah. Again, we go to, like, king shit. Like, you just make decisions. Yeah, we can't quite have that. <laughs> There's a reason we need due process. Okay. But yeah, I heard about that one. My favorite Supreme Court case, actually, they also kicked back a congressional redistricting thing. People are squawking the states about that. For gerrymandering? Is that yeah, what? yeah, which is actually super surprising. There's been some court cases recently that actually started pushing the idea that possibly gerrymandering, according to political affiliation, might be discrimination. Wow. Because the whole thing is like, the reason why gerrymandering got so fucking crazy is like, they, ha- they passed a Supreme Court uh, ru- uh, ruling that said... You could not redistrict based on race, but it's completely fine to discriminate based on political affiliation. So basically what people did was you would just aggregate the data, see which party belongs to like which populations, and then just shape your map according to affiliations, which can still be linked to race in certain areas. Like, so it's still a way to fuck around things. And, 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 and at the very least, it's just fucking over your political opponents. Yeah. It makes whoever's in power gets to hold on to power. And that was the whole idea behind it. And then it always pretty much been taught like all the way through my degree and everything. He's like, that's just accepted. Like, it's fine. And then this year, like, all of a sudden, some court cases start questioning, like, maybe that's not fine. We had some judges say, that actually is discrimination. So that's an interesting one. And it, it, it's going to be about another year. It's going to get kicked back and forth. That one's going to be interesting. But my favorite one, gambling. Oh, shit. States can now in state sports books because they basically declared a law from like 1992 that was supposed to be passed, like protect with the integrity of college sports and stuff. They said that's unconstitutional. Go for it, states. You guys want to have like online, if you guys want to have uh, betting yeah. on sports in your states, go for it. A handful of states have already jumped on. Looks like Arizona will most likely become one of these states. Nice. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to the day I can put, walk into the Casino del Sol and pull a couple bets down. <laughs> I, love me bet- I love me some sports betting. It's my favorite kind of gambling. Love it. <laughs> betting craps. <laughs> Um, that's all we got, man. Nice. I think that's everything. It's a jam-packed episode, people. I know. Sorry, we this is we'll literally try... this is literally two episodes. Yeah, we'll we'll try to keep it consistent. We had a lot. We had a lot to talk about. Yeah, but uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, as always, you know we're here, and uh, if you ever want to reach out to us, uh, go to our Instagram page at the Deep Fried Nerds Instagram page. And just send us a message if you want to talk about something or if you want us to bring up something next yeah. episode. We're always uh, we're always willing to listen. Exactly. Send us some shit. Yeah. Dick pics. Go for it. <laughs> Not this again. We're going to laugh. You're going to get one of these one day. <laughs> I, I promise. Um, but thank you guys so much for listening. We'll, uh, we'll catch you next time. Stay offensive, people. Fuck off with your balls on the shit.